Hey, Patriots fans, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots, Toyota. Let's go places. All right. Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Today's cut day. So at any moment, someone could just walk in here and cut one of us, right? Funny you should say that, because I thought there was a chance yesterday, as uh, Bill was walking into the studio to do some stuff for all access, he came out, kind of stopped it. Oh, hey, Paul. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Made it through another one. That's that's good. Running back room is Stevenson, Ezekiel, uh, Elliot. We just go by first names. Yeah. David Harris. Kevin. Kevin Harris. Kevin Harris. <laughs> he, he gave me a set of irons. Nice. Ooh. What kind? I don't know. I didn't look at him yet. He gave you his irons. You haven't even looked at him yet, and you're already needling him. I know. Did you at least it, thank him? Of course I what, did. Or did you just, like, toss him into the thing without even <laughs> no, looking he at said, him? He said, thanks. Talks. Yahoo is reporting the Patriots have cut Chase and Hines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We reported that about 45 oh, minutes ago. Oh, we did? Ago. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought Mike, he was I, good. Mike DeSalle. Mentioned it with my words. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Presented by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Thursday here at Gillette Stadium, and we have a lot to talk about. It's Deuce, it's Tamara, it's Evan, it's Paul, it's me, Matt in the booth. Cut downs, but boy, there was some machinations on the Patriots' part. I've been here for almost 30 years, and I never remember after cutdowns were announced having one quarterback on the roster and two running backs. Uh, so this was a new way of doing it. And I want to get into all of that, like why maybe, you know, we can talk about our theories. But I thought it was really interesting. I also want to talk maybe later in the show, uh, Deuce and Paul, PP and the Deuce had the um, <laughs> top 10 Bra- uh, 12. Brady, Bra- top 12, top 12. I'm sorry, Brady it. moments. I want to talk about that because people yeah. really liked it. But I want to have a different way of doing it. Okay. I want to talk about like just a moment. Like, it doesn't even have to be a game they won. Sure. Just moments. Yeah. And so I have a list that I made cool. to start it off. And so we'll do a different take on that. We'll do that later in the show. But I like it. Right off the top, we got to talk about these cuts. Who that. wants to start? I don't know. They're all back, so do we have to talk about it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I know, I know they're back no. in the practice squad, yeah. but it was a risky way of doing it. Yeah. Would you all agree? Oh, yeah. 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 I, uh, As Bill says, anytime you release a player, you have to be – that's prepared right. Prepared to, to be without and, that And apparently they were prepared to have one quarterback for a while, right? Yeah. So um, yeah. who's got a take on this? I, Anyone? I definitely it's, – it's interesting because we obviously saw how the final preseason game went for Bailey Zappi. And we saw him struggle throughout camp. You know, he had a lot of highs and lows. Bit of a roller coaster, but – you never suspected that a guy they drafted when they did, and actually someone posted on Twitter, like, you know, it was a trade that they were able to get Bailey Zappi and Marte Mapu with the trade from, who was it, the Cardinals? I can't remember who it was. But it's like, for them to be able to get him, have him be your backup, he, of course, had a rocky situation, but then you decide to waive him? Like, I don't think anyone saw that in the right. cards, especially because you cut McSorley as well. Yeah, so you could like, have very easily lost him. You could have lost Cunningham and literally had one quarterback. Yeah, and then I'm looking around. Okay, I'm like, okay, well, what backups are out there that got yeah, cut? Colt all, McCoy all I can think, all I can think of is Colt McCoy. Yeah. And I'm like, is, is that who you want? Apparently, that's all anyone could think of. Is Bailey's happy better heard. than Colt McCoy? I, 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 I don't s- know. I s- 
I probably about the same, right? Right, and I think that's that's the general point. Like, I think people are missing the boat on this and making it about Bailey Zappi because Bailey Zappies are a dime a dozen. You can find backup quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think this the bigger conversation here is what we've been beating the dead horse on, which is tackle. They are carrying 11 offensive linemen. 11. And I went back and looked for the last decade at their initial rosters. This is the most that they've carried in the Belichick era, I think. And, you know, the ones in the early 2000s that get a little bit murky. Not everything was online yet. You are correct. Like that. But, I have it all the way through, um, and he never kept 11 offensive Right, so he's kept 10 before. But 11 is, is, a, is a, a high watermark for them, and the average is around 8 or 9. That's typically where they're at. And it's been 8 since the new practice squad, the way it is. Right, so... They are carrying 11 offensive linemen because they don't have a right tackle. Yeah. And, you know, the old saying of if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Right. If you have six tackles, you have no tackles. <laughs> like, yeah. that. that's that's the bottom line. And so they had to go thin in other spots because they have to keep their options open at right tackle. And that means that the but two new guys. But it's risky. But going yeah. thin. You know, at, all, all these going guys thin on, at quarterback is crazy. It's crazy. And all these guys on the practice squad can get gobbled up by another team. Mm-hmm. Now, you have – that team has to put them on their active roster for a number of weeks Three. right away. So, you know, there is a consequence to that. But still, yeah. there's a risk here. There yeah, was there a risk. Yeah. I don't think it was as big a risk as it was made out to be. I agree with Evan's um, portrayal of the roster because I think that's why they had to do what they did. It was roster sort of manipulation. I but, totally agree with Evan's point. But I want They know. didn't want to keep 11 offensive linemen, but – the combination of a lack of known quantities and injuries made them do it. So this tells me that, A, before September 10th, there's going to be a lot more moves. Yeah, they, right? they got an open roster spot yeah. and an open practice squad right now. And then, B, like, it's going to be news every Sunday, like, who's on the 45 oh, yeah. the, or 46 now oh. on game day. Mm-hmm. Isn't that news all the time? No, but, like... <laughs> More so now because I think there's going to be my, all my, kinds of my Saturday roster. I think there's going to be all kinds of movement <laughs> yeah. up and down given who the opponent is. I mean, do you think if Zappy just gets promoted to the active roster and He's they just to. if they don't sign spot. a backup? Yeah. yeah, like I think that they're still looking. For, I mean, based on yeah. various reporters, Mike Giardi, current, uh, current. I, I think they're looking for a, a veteran backup and to. To Evan's point, I think Colt McCoy is probably a better player than Bailey Zappi, but is he, he's not better in week one and no. he's also, he, doesn't know the, he doesn't know the system. He might be a better NFL quarterback, but he may not be a better Patriots quarterback because mm. he has no knowledge of the system. Yeah, and, and to that point, I kind of I just wonder what was up with Zappi in the Bill O'Brien system because I just thought it was funny last year. One of the common refrains you heard was Zappi was like, well, he looks more comfortable in the Matt Patricia offense. Like He looks like you know he, he's known what to do. Um, I just I wonder how much of the switch in system might have had to do with Zappi's regression. Uh, you know, if he if he had trouble kind of picking things I, up. I think mm-hmm. what we saw of Zappi had everything to do with what was out there with him. I think mm-hmm. if he I was, totally agree. With I you, think Fred. if he was out there with the starting line as it is, I know it's you know even now it's not the starting line, but if he was there with the front line guys that were healthy, he'd have looked a lot better. He would have looked better. But how much? I think. Oh, I'm not saying Mac Jones. I'm not saying he'd have been competing with Mac Jones. No, no, no. But no, he wouldn't have looked no. as bad as he did. Oh, but you yeah, think he would have not that. gotten cut if yeah. he had a chance to play with what they at the time had as? No, I think he would have gotten cut. I, I think I, this I, is. I, I think Evan. Nader, I agree. He would have got cut had regardless. No yeah, I don't yeah. think it had a lot to do with how well or poorly he played. 
as much as it did the situation with the roster. They had to do something. I, I mean, and, what did Kevin Harris do wrong? The right? reason, he got cut. The you reason, know? well, he didn't get any yards. Like that's. <laughs> no, he had a couple good that. runs. He had a couple. Um, oh and I and I love and I like Kevin Harris. He got Harris. cut last yeah. year too. I, I, I am sort of for especially for me, I am abnormally tied to Kevin Harris. <laughs> He's done absolutely nothing in thighs. two years, but thighs. I but I like it. I like him. Um, <laughs> with 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 the whole roster situation, I just feel like they they got themselves in a bind. And the reason I said that I don't think it was as big a risk. Is exactly what you saw. Like twenty some odd guys got claimed, no quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's a surprise because to claim a guy, you have to have him on your roster now for three weeks. You're going to have a guy on your roster for three weeks that probably can't play for you. Does that make any sense? Right. So you're going to you're going to roster a guy for three weeks, then put him on the practice squad so you continue to like. To me, that there's not a huge chance of that well, happening. Do we all do we all agree that they're not going to go into go into the season with 11 linemen on the 53? I think Riley Reef is the only yeah. one that could potentially go yeah. to injured reserve. But he didn't yesterday, so... Yeah, well, Taekwon didn't officially yesterday either. No, so he didn't? All right. So maybe there... I don't know why that didn't hit the wire yet, but it hasn't. I, I just... To me, it's it's the same thing that we've been talking about all summer with, with the offensive line, and they have to keep their options open at tackle they have to have the depth they have to have these new guys and see what the the trade acquisitions are are going to be uh, for them and city so is a developmental rookie and you have two veteran guys and anderson and reef who reef i i am on the record thinking he's over the hill anderson started 12 games in three seasons and you have the two new guys that you got via trade normally you would have a proven left tackle, a proven right tackle, a swing tackle, and then maybe you have so on the roster as your developmental guy as the ninth guy on the offensive line. I I, I don't know. I kind of think that they're going to use these. Well, there's only like ten days left, but mm-hmm. these last days to make a final judgment. I I and then they'll make another round of cuts. Yeah, I I, I mean, think that that could happen, but yeah. I also can understand what Evan's talking about because I don't know how you can go into a game against Philadelphia, Michael Wenyu, Cole Strange, Riley Reef, the two guys they just picked up, how do you have any idea what you're going to get out of those guys? And Calvin Anderson. I know. That's yeah. the thing. It, right? You, but you, you, so they're all, I think they're all going to be on the roster. I know, yeah. but what are you going to do? Use the game as a tryout? Like, no, you have to – like, you can't go into the game and then all of a sudden, okay, so you know what? We practiced three straight days with Strange, Wenyu, and Anderson. And then all of a sudden, it's the middle of the first quarter. These guys, they're not ready. They – Oh, but I don't have anybody right. on the bench. You, you can't do that. Yeah. And I would also, you know, we've talked about it before too. That very seldom in week one do offensive linemen go wire to wire. Right. So th- there might be a rotation, anyways, on the offensive line, just because guys, are, their endurance is not up to play seventy snaps in an NFL game right out of the gate. <laughs> so they had to keep the depth on the offensive line. Zappy was collateral damage yeah. to the fact that they never truly aggressively addressed right tackle in the mm-hmm. offseason that was their worst in my mind that was their worst position on the entire roster last year i th- i think they started screwing with this offensive line when they named joe tooney with the franchise tag i think that was the beginning of the end of uh consistent mismanagement yeah i just yeah. i mean to evan's point if reef and strange can't go next weekend who's the third guard like who is going to rotate in mm-hmm. with on when you I guess has to go wire to wire and Antonio Maffi. There's no other real guard. I mean, Cody, Cody Rusi, Jake Andrews. 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know what if, if I'm he, not so much worried about the guard. Yeah, and I'm not. Know? I'm not sure. I I would put Russie in that situation too. Like I don't know what his health is mm-hmm. with all the time that that yep. he missed. A lot of questions. So I I, I do think. I think Reef is a is a candidate to, to get you another roster spot to go on IR. I don't know the extent of his injury. It didn't look great when it when he got rolled up on against Tennessee. Um, but beyond that, unless you just decide the two guys you picked up, all right, we we worked with them for two weeks, they can't play. Right. You know, and we're gonna get rid of them. Right. I don't I don't it's just I don't know I don't know if you're <laughs> gonna get a huge change from the eleven they have now. It's not, I don't I don't think they're only really gonna have eight. Yeah, they need bodies. You just so, saw it coming. You saw it coming in the off season on paper, and then as soon as they got into padded practices in training camp, you saw it coming there as well. <laughs> that they never addressed right tackle with a premium asset. They didn't spend big money on it. They didn't draft anybody early, and they had a bunch of darts that they were just going to throw at the board. And this was pre all the injuries like don't give me that Riley Reef got hurt and Connor McDermott got hurt and all that like no those guys were were not good options to begin with and then they just traded for more darts they traded for more darts I wouldn't feel any better if those two guys were 100% I I agree with Evan they had six offensive linemen six tackles in free agency that started that were actual starts not Riley Reef coming in 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 week eight for the Bears but were permanent starters on their teams before and five of them changed teams so it wasn't like you didn't have options. And they weren't all big money. Yeah. So for me, teams. there weren't any surprise cuts. It was just a surprise method of yeah. handling that the was day. A surpri- I mean, that yeah. was a surprise. I mean, I have to yeah. admit, like, the only one that, that I heard, uh, and it, you heard some rumblings with the, the backup quarterback situation, but Matt Smith that morning came in and he goes, I got no a surprise. Su- yeah. I this. said, I got, I, I got a surprise cut candidate for you. And he said, Bailey is happy. And I said, yeah, I, I, I don't see it. I don't, you know, I'm not going to tell you it's mm-hmm. out of the realm, but I don't see it. Well, I technically, did, he wasn't cut. Well, and and we know, had... Like, he was. No, he could I have mean, been Oh, I think up. technically he was cut. I yeah. know, but... And like, I, I would also say... His bank account knows he was cut. Yeah. I, I would also say <laughs> oh, that's that... that's a question it, I have, by the way. Go ahead. <laughs> mm-hmm. The um, I wanted to bring out, because when I like to admit when I'm 100% wrong, you know, there's opinions, this, that. We had a call, I think, on the pregame show last week yeah. that brought this up. Bailey Zappi, and you know it's like the situation with quarterback, and he hasn't played. Well. And I and I kind of laughed, and I said, "Well, it's not like he's going to get cut." <laughs> and he got cut. So yeah. I, you know, I like to be full disclosure. You find that sound so, so my yeah. question, and maybe Evan or I don't know any of you can answer: When a guy like Harris or Z- Zappi got drafted, and mm-hmm. then they get cut, and then you bring them back, Rookie is that contract. a whole new contract? Yes. It's a new contract. Yes. yes. So that is a loss of money for them. Yeah. It's not oh. just a loss. Uh, not, no. not, not not much. No. Yeah, it is. It's like six hundred k. I mean, that, at, yeah, like you're a fourth round pick. That's a lot of money. Zappi's rookie deal that would have paid him around nine hundred. Oh, if this you're year. talking about if he stays in the practice squad, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. yes. Yeah. I'm telling you, if he, he's going to end up back on the roster. He's going to make like eight hundred and seventy thousand. Right, but he That's doesn't he come back make. as a fourth round pick. He no. comes no, back as, as just year to year, second second right. year minimum, which right. is very similar to a fourth is round it? pick. Yes, okay, but the, that all right. But the no, bigger, no, no, I'm just wait. saying, like, but you guys are right. If it's a practice squad, it's a big gap. Yeah, yeah, but it's the like twelve thousand a week to oh, yeah. me is yeah. that it rips up year three and year four yes. of the contract. So yes. he's year to year now yeah. with the Patriots. So that's the money he loses. So that's the money he loses, but that's also the team control that they lose. 
Like, let's say in the offseason, somebody looks at Bailey Zappi and looks at that rookie film and says, well, if the Patriots are done with him, then we actually, you know, think something of him and they want to make a trade for him. Well, now he's not under contract. True. Or let's say he ends up having to play this year. Which so I hope doesn't happen. He loses his guaranteed years, but he gains flexibility. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but this it's, is what I'm talking know. about. He didn't have guaranteed years. This is like well, you don't just sign a con- you don't just sign as a fourth round pick and have four guaranteed I know, years. But like, if he stayed, he knew how much money he was going to make. Yeah. Right. Well, all my, signs my are, guess is yeah. he's going to end up if he ends up playing well, he'll make more money. Yeah. Because I also think if you're right, Fred, and they had no intentions of losing him. They're going to give him a little something. Say, listen, this is what we're going to do, but we're going to make it up to you. I, I found – it's actually a tweet from Alex Barth that he quote-tweeted from earlier. Who? It's like – Alex Barth. Barth. Hopefully he's listening to Barth. this. The Barth, but, the Barth um, tender. So Barth. I did not realize that the, when the Panthers – it was the Panthers who um, traded up to get Matt Corral, which then the Patriots were able to get Bailey Zappi and Marte Mapu. I'm like, it's so sad. It's like, you know, when you're going to benefit from trading back or trading up with people – I wish that those were turned into two valuable picks. One, we hope Marte Mapu is. But yeah. two, I'm like, I hope Bailey Zappi turns it around because it's like a backup is clearly hard to find nowadays. Yeah. And then there was another tweet that was like they were looking at Tommy DeVito, who they had in the Shrine Bowl. And I'm like, really? Over Bailey Zappi? Yeah. Like, it's just – Yeah. I'd that's not that. a veteran pick. No. Why, why would it take so long, though? I mean, don't you feel like they they're, they're, to get somebody in here ASAP, like if they're going to get another quarterback? That's why I think Bailey Zappi is the backup quarterback. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, whether they sign someone today or not, that, that person's not going to be ready yeah. to Mm-mm. play in the game. No. Like also, you can't, not, yeah. At that position, I think that's asking too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm also looking around like who, where? One, t- one team did that for I would have taken Will Greer. Out of the, like the I last, do like him. Brady's out, available. Out of the last ten or fifteen <laughs> you years, know you know something, Fred? <laughs> I will say, Will Greer is great. Yeah, I, I, I like Will Greer. I, I, I like. I, I think Cole McCoy is like the your classic like Brian Hoyer veteran backup yeah. quarterback. Only better. But uh, just bring I, back Brian Hoyer. I, I do. No. I do also well, want to say he's on a team. But th- yeah, he's on the Raiders. He made oh, the Raiders. Oh, okay. Uh, but I, I, this is different than so. A lot of people have brought up Max rookie year in 2021 mm-hmm. when they he was the only quarterback on the roster for a day. For a day. Also, but they cut Cam knowing that Cam had no role here anymore, and they cut Hoyer, who was a vested veteran, so he wasn't subject to waivers. So they knew when they cut Hoyer. They had a little wink, wink, nod, nod, Correct. like you're, we're going to cut you for, for procedural reasons, but you're coming right back. They, they didn't subject Hoyer to 31 other teams poaching him off of waivers. So this is totally a different situation. Like yeah. they dangled Zappy out there and gambled. And, and I don't know. You never know what is exactly true and what's not. But Tom Palacero had a tweet yesterday that said there were seven teams interested in bringing Bailey Zappy into the practice squad again. There's a difference between no one claimed him on waivers and no one had interest in him. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the waivers thing is much different because it it locks you into three weeks on the roster, and roster spots are valuable. So I do think that Evan's point, that's the difference between two years ago and this year. They really had no chance to lose Brian Hoyer. They cut a guy. They know that, there's, listen, this is what we're going to do. You're going to end up back on the roster. It's not going to cost you any money. Right. Just sit tight. And I remember and at the it. time the word procedural was brought up. Right. You know. This, I don't think, was procedural. No. I think that this that's was a the calculated way. risk. Yes. And yeah. I think that's the way it worked out. But I think they were perfectly fine if it didn't work out this way. I don't know what they would have done, 
I don't know what they're going to do, but I think that they were okay with it. And that's fine. Like I'm okay with it. Like I, I don't like I because I don't really look at Bailey Zappi as any different than any other. Backup I'm okay with it too or... because I think you're done when your backup yeah. quarterback has to play. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Well, it depends on the length of the injury for your starter. If it's a couple games, you need a backup that can keep you up afloat. You know, maybe win you a game or two. You know, and I think that that's important. You know, when you when you are a team that has high expectations. You need to have all your bases covered, and one of them is I might lose my quarterback for a game or half a game or two games. You yeah. know, if you have high expectations, that won't that won't hurt you. I, I just well, I, it will if you don't have a quarterback. Yeah, it won't. I, I just have. Do you have high expectations and you lose a quarterback for a game and you lose a game that you thought you were going to win? All right, so we're still in the playoffs. Still stuck with this We're guy. great. Uh, I don't know. Just Amir Speed, Sean Wade, one of those guys couldn't have made it through. And I just and I think that it's more than. How, how has this affected the player? I mean, did you just blindside Bailey Zappi, and now yes, is he did. invested well, as much? So that's what I'm far more interested yeah, in than the rest I, I, of us. I, I wonder if a conversation was made ahead of time. Like, it hey, was not. He, oh, you know that? Oh, oh, know. oh, oh. 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 The, okay. the word that I got from somebody in Zappi's camp was blindsided. Wow. We so were as blindsided as It's my understanding. <laughs> So do you? Nah, I'll get that's, that's more of an off-air conversation. <laughs> um, I, I I'm with with Mike on this, and as you guys know, like the the nuts and bolts, I leave to others like Evan, and I'm much more fascinated in the interactions and the you know quote unquote drama. Yeah. Okay. So last year, I don't think that they could have handled Mac Jones any worse than they did, mm-hmm. and they, you know, I think it's gotten almost a full year before the head coach has started once again to refer to him as Mac Jones. How long did we go before we even heard his name from from Bill? So we're finally getting that back, and now let's see what we can do to alienate the backup. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I don't – like, that. there was a lot of talk about Bill O'Brien. This was a – you know, this was a Bill O'Brien power play because he wanted to – to make good for Mac and keep like, does that make any sense to no, anybody? No, like, I, mean, I do think it makes sense that, and just based off of what we saw in Tennessee on the sideline, I don't think it was working with Bailey Zappi in this. Oh offense. no, he was, he was upset with that throw that he made to Malik Cunningham. Yeah. There's no question. Yeah. Now him we saw not that work- on our broadcast, him not working in the system and understanding like Bill O'Brien's offense. That's one thing, but like doing it to make Mac feel better, absolutely not. No, right. I, I genuinely think yeah. that they looked at no. Bailey Zappi's performance in training camp and said, "We can find this with ten other guys mm-hmm. that are probably going to hit the waiver wire." Because let's be honest, he was he was bad. Like he it wasn't just in the games; like he was bad in practice too. And I think the Mac talked a lot about the the mental stress that this offense puts on the quarterback. It's all on the quarterback at the line of scrimmage to get the offense in the right play, get the protection set, uh, adjust to things after the snap, and that seemed to bog Bailey Zappi down. Like I, I don't think that that's the type of guy that he is. I think he, he despite his maybe his physical limitations, I think he's kind of a gunslinger. I, I think he wants to well, push the ball down sir, the field. What was the Eastern Illinois where he was? Western, Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky. <laughs> Um, yeah, one of those. Um, in Houston, no, he was a gunslinger. <laughs> yeah, over that, there. that yeah. he's he's a, a a playmaker. I, I use that word lightly because he's not Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, mm. obviously. But he he's not a a quarterback that wants to 
you know, read full field progressions and have sight adjustments and route options. And I got to set the protections and I got to, you know, we have two plays called in the huddle and I have to pick the best one based off of this and that. And like, that's, I just don't think that that was his game. And last year it was certainly not that complicated and they watered it down uh, to like almost high school level. And he's just running play action and averaging 17 yards per attempt off play action. So again, you know, the old PU adage, look at what they do, not what they say. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is telling us that this, like Evan said, this offensive line is a work in progress. Yeah. They don't, they don't know no question. what it's going to be like. Beyond one. that, was anything surprising to anybody? Not, not really. They haven't really gotten together and talked about no, any I know. of this stuff, which uh, is well, very rare. Well, everything, but when you know why they did it, then nothing else becomes a surprise. But when you first look at it, looking, you know. Oh, that was a surprise. Ha- having just two running backs, you know, was a surprise. You yes, know? I would agree. I the, thought the, they were going to keep, you know, like, they, yeah. they waved Sokol. You know, like, I thought they would keep him. You know, right. but, I, now, but now you understand. They needed those spots. And they were willing to risk all those guys they waived. The only one I was like, mm. or not waived, but was released. like Amir Speed. Did he really do? Did he blow your mind that much to put him on the roster? I yeah. was shocked that he made the team. Like I, that's the one I was like, huh? Yeah. yeah, because Belichick last week called him a developmental player. I want. I wonder if he did that on purpose. But also, they knew that there were teams that were interested in him, and he's a guy that somebody would snatch if we put him on and, maybe you know? i mean when you hear the word developmental player that's and practice special, squad written right special over. Teamer know, maybe bill said that for a reason yeah to because throw, he was going to keep them to throw people Chess off not the checkers yeah. yeah but he kept them i that's what that's what i well okay <laughs> <laughs> that's the opposite but i'm like Booty, you say that if you're no, going to cut them no but I, you want to maybe, maybe they, he thought like, he might but like booty like probably did i mean he probably thought that he was glowing about booty and Booty makes the team. Like he, what you know, As they didn't want to risk it with yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now the, the, those, should've. those two, I think. I mean, I think we all kind of said similar things after the draft. If one of these six round guys can make the team and actually shows, and they have both of them, so I think it's a that's a good that's a good takeaway from but this. I, I now, don't have. Oh, go ahead, Tim. I was gonna say if you know Isaiah Bolden didn't get injured, he'd probably I'd, be. Yeah, yeah I think it would have been him yeah. over speed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I like they 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 IR'd him, which I just it makes sense. I think it's it's good. He'll get a year on IR and, and hopefully he'll develop and come back. But I I, I liked what I saw of Bolden this year. I mean maybe it's just the traits, but he looks like a he looks like a player. Uh, that's a good point. I mean if Bolden was healthy mm-hmm. No, that was the swap. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot yeah. of people I had Bolden on my lad. I don't know if it, I, Evan yeah I mean I had Bolden instead Until of speed. Hurt, yeah. But that's the same thing. Like if you asked me the day of, I would have flip flopped them. Yeah. You know, but it, it's interesting, like guys like Sean Wade, Sam Roberts they had good preseasons, and I, I wasn't sure if it was going to be enough for them mm-hmm. to make the roster, but they th- those are the types of guys that did every little thing that they possibly could have to make the team. And I talked to Sean Wade in the locker room the other day about moving back to nickel and, and safety and not playing as much on the outside, and he was like, that that kind of changed everything for me. Like I, I feel much more comfortable playing inside and in the middle of the field. And that's where I had, you know, he even referenced his big year in college that we always talk about with him. And he, he brought it up that that's valid and that that's really where he feels at home. So I think that uh, Wade's an interesting player to me because he brings some size to the slot role and uh, other guys are five, eight, five, nine. And if they go up against some of these bigger slot receivers, then uh, maybe he's somebody that can cover the option. Yeah. Yeah. And that's funny to me because I think the reason for me to want to keep Wade was his size to potentially help on the outside. Uh, you know, but right, he hasn't really played as much out there. Um, you know, I, 
you know, I, I think a lot of people thought, um, you know, Carl Davis could go. Interesting. Did you see? Uh, was, did you hear anything uh, about his post on? Uh, I, I read it. Yeah. Yeah. It was refreshing. Yeah. Just like I didn't bring it. Yeah. I, didn't I didn't play hard I, enough. I didn't. I didn't play as well as I, I. I could have. I didn't. I didn't give it all. And you know, yeah, that's what happens. Here I am. Mm-hmm. I think. I do think that's a little bit of an interesting cut. I know we talked about. You know, you guys both said, "Oh, I'd, I forget who you said you'd rather have than than him." Maybe Carl Davis. Or sorry, you'd rather have um, uh, Sam Roberts than him. I think mm-hmm. we talked about that on the show. I actually thought um, both of them were going to get cut. Yeah. To I, be honest, I just. I didn't think Carl Davis was anything special, but I just, you know, when you go goal line, have, run heavy, those kind of, like, he just he's, gives you something in the in the bank as far as size, something unique. And I just, I don't think, you know, unless you're expecting a lot out of Godshaw, you know, you just don't have that extra kind of guy in, in the and rotation. Keep in mind, that's a spot that I think they're continuing to look at. Mm-hmm. Like they, what's the guy? Marquand McCall. Thank yeah. you. Um, that didn't Same pass thing. the physical. Big, that's a big, big nose three, tackle type. Mm-hmm. You know, 320-plus pound guy. And, and I acknowledge. They're looking for that. Not so. hard, not impossible to find because it's a unique kind of player specific it's to them. It's not impossible to find, but also, and don't ever discount this stuff. You know, what's Carl Davis, like, eighth, ninth year now? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Sam Roberts, year two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Save a, save a little dough. Developmental guy. I think yeah. you would reward Roberts because I think he played really well. And I mean, I know I don't people don't put a ton into the preseason games mm-hmm. themselves, but he played well in the games. I, I like Roberts yeah. and I like Keon White, you know, because I think largely this defense is very much the same as it was last year. You know, the, a lot of the same pieces. You're kind of, and I guess the question I'm answer, asking myself now is, you know, basically I think it's going to come down to guys. Certainly, Gonzalez is going to play a big role. I, I don't know how much of a role. I mean, I, I expect Keon White to be active and probably rotational guy. I, I don't know if Sam Roberts is even going to be active, but no, are those not. enough new pieces? Like, is this is this defense still ascending? You know, you got a lot of guys who are around thirty. You got you know Judon's up in his early thirties. Like, you know, I just I don't want to miss the crest of this defense, and that's one thing I'm kind of concerned about. Is are those rookies the young pieces that have been mixed in? Are they going to get enough? To like raise the level of play on the defense and, and get them playing better against the good teams, you know. Are they going to actually use Marty? Mopp are they going to actually? Gonna I, I haven't even mentioned him. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really have high expectations for him this year as far as what they're going to play him. And that, I mean, I'm disappointed about that. But from what I've seen, it seems like he's the sixth safety on the team right now. You know, I don't. What a waste. Sorry. No. Just being honest. No, I I, I, I I, mean, I agree. And that's, I mean, you know, people were making fun of me on the draft show for my instant reaction. And I said, if this works out great, I don't know what, what it is. I still don't. I mean, I, I stick by what I said after the draft. I love the player. No one makes fun of you, uh, except for me. <laughs> right. Only you're I don't remember saying that. But but I think, you know, Evan and I, we, we both really like the kid, the way he plays, and think that, you know, he brings something different to the party. But when you look at how they've been using him, and granted he was injured for a large part of the summer, yeah, I don't think we've seen. I don't see a role enough. for him right now. Yeah, he's not going to bump Mills out or Peppers or you know if he's going to play safety and then you know maybe we like we talked about Mac Wilson like maybe I, all right sub I, linebacker we can get him in there a little I, bit. I think whether it's Mapu or other, I think we're going to be surprised once the season starts and how they use a lot of these players. Yeah. I hope so, and I'd say the same thing for Keon White. Like, so I what think, would be the surprise? You know, well, I think maybe for example Mapu might be used. As you know, we talk. Why not use him as a linebacker? I think they might. Yeah, I think they I, might too. I think they might, but Third we didn't see a lot of that in yeah. preseason. Yeah, we did, but we did the one game that he played. He did do that. Yeah, so that's why I think. Yeah, he's that's seen in time play. there. Mike I and I talked about that on Tuesday. Yeah. a little. Bit. I just, I just, I think I'll be disappointed. Like if. Mac Wilson is third and long, and Mac Wilson's out there over Mapu. We're all going to look at each other and be like, "Ugh." You and know, that's when that, you, that's a spot. You killed my buzz on Tuesday <laughs> because that's exactly my feeling. I'll go. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So maybe an athletic guy might a half a step faster than the other guys that have been doing it. 
might help you against yeah. Jalen Hurts. Yep. I, you know, I, I'm not asking him to go out spit and ball. shut down Jalen Hurts. I'm not that stupid. Yeah. But maybe a little bit more speed and athleticism. I would just say I don't want to get to the end of this year and feel like, well, aside from Gonzalez, they look really old and slow. They're starting to get old and slow. You know, right. it doesn't look no. like that's what that's what I don't Very want. Very negative. I, I'm saying my concerns. Even I'm not negative wow. on the defense. I, I – I, I still am concerned about free safety. I have no idea how they're going to handle that and what it's going to look like without Devin in terms of just I, the communication, all that stuff. I think they'll, they'll figure it out. Like talking is talking, well, but who's going to play the deep middle on third down? Talk, talk about a little bit. I don't want to ruin your article. Yeah, um, don't ruin it. <laughs> but I thought, you know, he talked to Devin about it a little yeah. bit. And I mean, I'll let you, you say it, but I think it's interesting. And the got to have it moments who you're yeah. not going to just be spinning the dial. You're going to have to settle into all right, this is what we are. When it's a got-to-have-it moment, yeah, we're predictable, but this is where these guys are the best. And, I mean, yeah, Evan can expand yeah. so upon he, it. Uh, hopefully he could be out on Monday, I think, we're thinking. Um, but I, I talked to him the other day, and he, he just mentioned that he, he really put himself with Chung and, and Deron Harmon. Like, those were kind of his guys that he really, uh, I guess, related to or whatever. And he said that in got-to-have-it situations, you know, third down, two-minute, whatever – they knew Harmon was going to be in the deep middle. He was going to be playing, you know, kind of a rover role, and Chung was going to be in the box somewhere. And they kind of all had complementary skill sets and were able to go to their strength, is what he said, when the money was on the line. And with this secondary group and with these safeties, they all are kind of similar. So what? How? Someone's going to have to play something that they're not usually playing. Like someone's not going to be able to go to their strength uh, of their skill set. And who is that? player going to be and that player is not only going to have to be selfless and saying this might not be where I'm going to make the most plays or be the most effective but this is what the team needs uh, me to do and is it going to be effective just in general if that's where they put him but with Mapu I mean he made that tackle against Tajay Spears in the Tennessee game from the deep middle nobody else on this team can make that tackle like he he when uh, next gen clocked him at 19.5 miles an hour running across the field to to tackle Spears after Spears uh, stiff-armed Jack Jones. That's what you need. They don't have anybody else that can make that tackle. I like the speed, and just I want to be in full disclosure because when you are – before you returned from practice, we talked a little bit bit about that play, and I didn't – you know, it was the first time he's really been in a game, so I'm not losing any, you know, sleep over it. I didn't like his angle. I thought he had the angle and almost got – dusted because I don't think he pursued properly. Yeah, so got rather fortunate with so a shoestring tackle. I, I know to, exactly uh, the play you're I talking to, about. I talked to him a, a little bit in the locker room, but he, you know, with rookies, they, they cut you off pretty quickly, so I didn't get a chance to get to that part, but I, w- when I watched it, I thought he thought that Jack Jones was going to slow him down. So he was that ta- makes sense. So he was okay. taking the angle to makes Jack Jones, better. and then as soon as he saw Jack Jones got <laughs> stiffed arm, he had to then just yeah. last minute to going in a straight line and, towards the sideline. And Tajay Spears, I know probably a lot of the listeners don't know a lot really about good him. Player. He's a really like electric player in the open field. He had an incredible year last year for uh, a, a very good Tulane team. Green Wave. The 12-win uh, Tulane Green Wave. And that, the Senior Bowl, too, right? That's where yeah. I saw him, and he just like he made a cut in the backfield that was just like a 90-degree Nobody angle. knows Louisiana sports <laughs> like Paul. No, no, no. Well, uh, it's, They're really th- good. This, is, is, really, this is really weird. There was uh, like a day last year. Like, it was like a Saturday afternoon, <laughs> and TJ was with his boys yeah. downstairs. And, they, and whatever the game that was on ESPN at the time it was just on. 
and it was Tulane. Interesting. <laughs> and they're watching the game, and TJ fell in love with Tajay Spears. Hmm. Um, and he was like, this guy's really good. Blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, we like after that, every time, you, you know, there's 17 games on every Saturday. Mm-hmm. You click, oh, Tulane's on. Hey, you guy. And we'd watch him, and I was like, this guy's really good. <laughs> it was like Darren Sproles. He looks really good again, wow. man. He looks good in the pros, too. Okay, so another one last surprise. I was a little surprised about Nick Folk. I, I was, especially for a team that has struggled in the red zone, they rely on yeah. the pick three. I'm going to use Hardy's term. But I was shocked because it's like you're going, th- you're going into this year, like you have a lot of inconsistency on your offensive line. You might need those field goals. I'm just, yeah. I don't know. Just I, rip I, the I was shocked. Off. He's not coming forward. back. No. Yeah. No. No, they, I mean, well, they I traded him. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I kind of feel like they got out probably at the right time. You know, it's like it just yeah. seems like the clock is ticking on him, and they got they really get a seventh rounder. I mean, not you worth can't much. Trade up in the fourth round you know. for a kicker yeah. and then not take the kick. Right. I yeah. mean, the only way that Ryland doesn't win that job is if he's a disaster. If it's Rohrwasser. Right. Right. <laughs> and that was the worst. Balls. And that was the single worst professional kicking performance I've ever watched. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Like Vanderjack, at least was a good kicker who then once kicked one into the side. Um, almost kicked it into the sideline bleachers. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that was a kicker. That was a one kick choke. Oh. Like Rohrwasser did that every just single never, never day. Right. Oh never it was right. pretty interesting though, just watching like how many people needed a kicker. Like there was a kicker market. Yeah, literally. I mean, I know Focal only went for seven, but <laughs> I, a bunch of people need a kicker right now. What I'm surprised yeah. about, and I, I think maybe when it comes to, I'm not surprised that Ryland won the job by any means, but. I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't consider maybe trying to see if Folk would stick around on the practice squad be- as like insurance to Ryland. Like, was the 2025 seventh round pick really worth it? That now, if Ryland yeah. stinks, then you're screwed. Yeah, so, we're going to turn that into a. I just don't think it makes much sense to do uh, that. Six round pick. Like, if so, you're going to turn it over to a rookie, you don't want him looking over his shoulder. Yeah. Like, I just don't think it made any so sense. That's that's a Teresa fair point. from the um, Associated Press tweeted today that we were in the locker room with Nick Folk, and he says that Belichick told him that the Pats were going to release him, and they were letting him go. But then the Titans were interested in, in him. And then Folk talked to Tennessee coach Mike Vrabel. And then that's when the trade ended up oh. happening. But they did let him know that they were going to cut him. Yeah, I, I just don't think there was any other way to do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, certainly they cut a back. They cut all their quarterbacks and running backs because mm-hmm. they didn't have roster spot. They certainly weren't going to keep two kickers. No. And I think even the idea of bringing him back in the practice squad, like I said, I think doesn't send a good message to Ryland. Yeah. Um, do you feel the same way about about Beringer with Waitman on the no? Because that wasn't close. Which one? I don't know what we're talking Beringer, about. I think Beringer was significantly significantly better than Waitman. I think his best is significantly better. I think he's very inconsistent, Beringer. But I don't really you know, be respectful. <laughs> It he doesn't, doesn't like punters. He doesn't like backup <laughs> quarterbacks. He doesn't like kickers. Oh, I, no, backup quarterbacks is that's that's not true. That, that, that's you just put words in my mouth. Um, the the situation with um, the roster to I mean, like there was a kicker market, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can always get a kicker. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is like yeah, okay, all right. Well, we have this jag in who's the same as all the other jags, but he's been inconsistent this summer. Hey, Nick Folk's been pretty good the last few years well we'll just go and get nit folk yeah i mean like i just i think the rams are don't have a kicker right now there's like three teams that have like you know it's like daniel carlson and you know evan mcpherson obviously justin tucker and everybody else has a guy who makes about 89 percent of his field goals and 
They you go from there. With, with Folk, and I'm not trying to like kick him on the way out. I love he's, Folk. He's super consistent for for the Patriots for the last couple of years, but last year, like 45 plus was. Oh, it's like dicey. get there, get there. Yeah, I mean, even this summer, those some of his longer kicks, it just it just hangs there. Right. Like, and so maybe he was a little bit more consistent than Ryland within like 40 to 45 yards, but at least with Ryland, you're going to have some range. Where totally like, agree. If yeah. you have to make a 53 yarder at the end of the game to send it to overtime, right. like you, you don't might have actually to go have a for chance. it. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll give you your uh, your chest checkers already Uh-oh. right now. Okay. Nick Folk will not make 90% of his kicks for Tennessee this year because oh. he was uh, he was de- uh, Evans right like you could see it like the the leg strength was was going S- even some of the makes were like chest checkers yeah, yeah. yeah. chest checkers yeah. He, he pulled the plug at the right time yep all right 855 past 500 is the ace ticket hut line uh let's go to John in Louisiana what's up John John Tulane is that what hey, you're hey hey Hey, so I had a question, two questions actually. The first question is about uh, week one. Defensively, how do y'all think we're going to approach you know, Belichick likes to take away your first and second option, but the first option is a ring game. You got to take the box. I'm having you trouble hearing. He's like in an escape room or something. Do you, do you know what <laughs> I got him. the question yeah. is? What's yeah. the question? Yeah, just what, what, what right. are you going to try to Thanks, take John. away? Against the Eagles, he said, "You know, Belichick's thing is like, I'm going to take, try to take something away. What would you try to take away oh. from the Eagles? We kind of oh, talked about this on the on the on the pool good, yesterday. Good, we had a little bit. Escape we dabbled. Lanes. It's a good question. We escape lanes. <laughs> you know, uh, I would say AJ Brown. But keep hurts in the pocket. Well, I mean, and Evan, you, you can talk about your uh, your film review of, of yeah. The Eagles so I, too. I, I, it's nice to get the little head start on the Eagles and uh, don't have as much writing to do next week, hopefully. And uh, but with the Eagles, the to me, the biggest thing is that their early down run game RPO sequencing is just off the charts good. And if you don't get them out of that series of run, RPO, run, Hertz, run, you know, this, that, they'd never get into third down. <laughs> They'll go right down the field on first and second down. And third and short, you know, we've seen like the rugby thing that they do on the sneaks. And they were the second best team in the league on third and short, third and five or less if you get them into third and long, they're middle of the pack They're They go down all the way down to 15th. So really for me, I, I think it's first and second down. Uh, they are going to option you to death. It's going to be Hertz in the gun, read option RPO, uh, and they can run it right down your throats. And if you let them do that, then they will break your will. And that's exactly what happened with, to the giants in that playoff game specifically. It's 38 to seven was the final score is 24 to 28 to nothing at halftime. And you just could see in the second quarter the Giants just were just defeated. Like they couldn't stop the run, yeah. and it just that I think that hurts. So what's the defense that you would call? So they're the the tricky thing is, and the, like I give Sirianni and that staff credit, they're really really good at anticipating some of the different things that you do to combat read option, and they have answers to all of it, and they have a really good a uh, diverse read option package uh, so it's I, I mean it's difficult to stop like i think at the end of the day it, it's being the more aggressive team and being the better tackling team like i don't think that there's like a real x's and o's like oh well, if you use this scheme or that uh, sort of thing that it's going to work because they have answers to all those types of things so it's just beating your man and getting to the ball yeah but just in speaking in generalist terms would you go generally heavy or generally lighter you know would you try to kind of stack the box and really you know, try to say, all right, we're going to tempt you to throw downfield, or, you know, do you say 
we're going to try to at least maybe get some speed on the field and try to deal with some of the different yeah, options. Yeah, I, I just think Hurts is – he's really good. It, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not trying to say that he's just a running quarterback or anything like that. He's still really good uh, when he is, doesn't have the bells and whistles, right? Like, no play action, no option, no motion like that. It's just kind of play. But he's human. Like, he's more human in that phase of the game. So if you can get him to have to – actually go through a full field progression and find a completion on third and nine then you can get them off the field but if you're stuck in third and three the entire game against them they have so many different options he can run it like there's just so many different things that they can do to beat you and i think in terms of like personnel i i think you have to kind of go with a little bit of both like i think the first level of the defense should be your your heavy guys because you got to be able to take on the blocks on the offensive line. But the second level has got to be able to go sideline to sideline because that's that's what they're going to do to you. So, Marty Mapu. <laughs> yeah, whether it's the safeties down there, whether it's a guy like Mapu down there, whether – I mean, I wouldn't put Mac Wilson on the field. So, I you know, one of those options I think is probably your best bet. But the stuff that Evan's talking about is why I worry – like, I think they're going to run the ball. I think that's what the Eagles do, and I think to expect to shut them down is asking too much. I worry about what Evan's talking about. It's you know, it's not even getting them into third down situations, and now they can because because they're ahead of the sticks all the time. They're taking shots to Smith and, and Brown, and Brown in particular worries me because of his phys- physicality. Yeah. Now I think Devontae Smith is one of the more underrated guys. Like I think he is. Butter. Really, it's really like dynamic mm-hmm. with yeah. his route running and all that stuff. Smith. I yeah. do too. Um, but the physicality that Brown provides against the smaller cornerbacks, you know, except for Gonzalez, mm-hmm. he's the only one that with any size. And now you're asking him in his right. first ever game. Uh, I, I worry about some big plays. I do. Yeah. Well, you got to get him off challenge. You got to get him off schedule. They're an on schedule offense. If they're on schedule and they're ahead of the chains, you're you're toast. You're going to be the Giants. It'll be roadkill. Uh, Donnie's in Pittsburgh. What's up, Donnie? Donnie. Hey guys, thanks for taking the call. Yeah. Hey. Donnie. Oh um, boy. I just wanted to comment on the conversation earlier. Uh, Attention, please. You know, the signal tone you have just heard cut. indicated a report mm-hmm. of an emergency uh, in this building. I agree with you know basically all the points you guys made sounds. on the Patriot side of that, um, and I think the flip side of that coin was just what's going on around the league. Uh, like what Evan said with the market with kickers, you know, you could get something there because there was a market. Uh, you know, the market with quarterbacks. I think the team looked at that and said there's there is risk there, but it's just a lot less, and we're comfortable making that move. You had multiple teams releasing, you know, their third string or even just declaring who their starter and backup were throughout the week before cutdown day, and a lot of teams who just weren't looking for a backup or a practice squad quarterback, you know, coupled with the ability of Zappy to turn down those offers he got, it ends up looking like a pretty safe risk in retrospect, and they end up with what they want at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good synopsis of the situation. I didn't hear the first part because of the Yeah, yeah we had an emergency. Can you sort of – Give us a synopsis. Give us the cliff notes. For Fred? No, worked out. He, he just said it was a good risk to take mm, okay. because of the, the uh, backup market for quarterback. Yeah, and I think more importantly, they didn't really mind if they lost them. Yeah. That's why I think it's a good risk. Yeah. Like, I, I'm i believing the reports that they're looking for a backup quarterback. Oh, I, I'm it, believing right, that. Right now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What do you think, Donnie? I agree. I think that's a good risk to take. I agree with Donnie. Yeah. All right, thanks, Donnie. Uh, 
Let's go to Dominique in New York. What's up, Dominique? I said, how's Maria? Hey, y'all. How you doing? All right. Hey. Hey. Uh, quick question, and I'm curious about the wide receiver group. So there's been a lot of speculation about Juju Smith-Suits' knee. You know, he says he's fine. Others say, you know, he's not showing that explosion. You know, you you know, folks uh, across, you know, y'all team have said he hasn't really popped during, you know, training camp and in the preseason as well. So I'm curious, do you think maybe it's a little bit midway through the season, but do you see guys like Kendrick Bourne or even Demario Douglas taking less stats away from him, especially with Bill O'Brien, who loves to use like those two tight end sets? Do you think he might not even be as much of a factor, you know, in the offense, you know, compared to those guys? And do you think those snap shares might go down a little bit um, as the season wears on if he still doesn't pop like, you know, it's possible. It's yeah. a it's a good question. Is I think um, I think Bourne had a really good camp. I think he's looked um, you know some of the best I've seen him look since he got here. I, I I'd probably classify Juju as one of my disappointments of the summer. I just never really saw much out of him. He didn't do a lot. Um, you know there weren't a lot of like notable moments. At least with Parker, you got some notable moments. With with uh, with Bourne, you certainly had some notable moments in the tight ends. So, you know just Juju with this. Didn't really move the needle at all for me this summer, well, so I I really don't know what to expect. I think Bourne's going to play a lot of. Snaps. I mean, up yeah. until last week, up until the final, pre- we saw all the practices. Mm-hmm. We saw what they saw in yep. practice. Yeah. I I don't see how what we saw you could say oh this guy's going to do this when it comes to the receivers like yeah. I have no idea I, I don't think they I agree do with you Fred. right now I mean it does I seem like they, Parker they, and Juju are the t- the top two mm-hmm. you know when there's two receivers on the field at least in camp it seemed like those are probably at least to begin with the top two guys out there but now do can you Bourne guys surpass feel, them um, that there'll yeah. be more three receivers than two tight ends it's a good question yes. Paul I wrote I wrote yeah. that today I, I wrote that today thinking about well, it yeah. yeah I I know it's kind of hard what, to gauge because we were missing Gasicki for but so much what, time. But what is Gasicki? No, so, I count him as a tight end. So I think they do too, but I, I, I would say at the same time, like they might be in 12 technically, but Gasicki might be playing out of the slot, and they might view that as kind of a mix between 12 and 11 because mm-hmm. like, he's not going to put his hand in the dirt and block people. So. I can see that, but my, my point is I don't – like Gasicki is a good – like option as a tight end in the slot. Yes, he's not a good option as a slot receiver, in my opinion. So, but if he's, I don't. Like if he's treated, I, as, I hear what you're I saying. I guess it depends on how the defense treats him. Right, you might get a matchup edge there. Depending so, on how he's viewed. The, he, they're going to want the tight ends to run the seam. We we know that, and he's a good seam runner. Like he's still good at that. So I just wonder if, you know, if it's him in this in one seam and Gasicki and Henry in the other seam, like. How are they going to view that, though? Like, I mean, not that they really care. I don't think if it's 12-11, like, what difference does it make? So I I don't know how many, like, true three receiver sets we're going to see, uh, you know, like, more, like have that be way more than 12. But, it, it, you know, Gasicki is kind of his own, I think this his is, own thing. Like, so. That's a good point. The question might just be who's going to play more, Gasicki or Bourne. You know, like, mm. that. that's probably where the, see, the I, difference is. I agree with Dominico. I think you're going to see Bourne. Me too. Uh, as much as any of the receivers. I think Bourne has a real chance to lead this team in targets this year. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you. And, and last point, uh, you mentioned it greatly. Uh, Devontae, Juju, they're sort of like the same receiver. A lot of folks are, you know, sort of the same type of receiver. So speed kills. I'd rather get the fastest guys out there, you know, you know, get open as quick as you can, you know, give Mac a chance, especially if the offensive line isn't, you know, you know, holding up. So yeah, unfortunately, the, fast, the fastest guy is hurt. I mean, yeah. speed wise, I, I I get the point, but I don't really see them as the same no. receivers, and, and I think not they the play same. really different roles. Thanks, Dominic. Yeah. I agree with you. Parker is a 
contested catch outside the numbers. Slants, you yeah. know, which, which is a slot receiver, slants. break Juju's tackles. Run. I yeah, guess that's you, what he is. That's what I've been told he is. I haven't really seen that. Right. Wow. Very nice. Whoa. Well, I'm just being honest. Like, you know, that's <laughs> like, what everybody said yeah, when yeah. we got here. I don't even know what I like. So but what is he? Like, how would you, you describe anymore. him from what you, you saw from him this summer? I don't know what the words the, are. The one thing that Personally we're Personally injured. On, on <laughs> I would describe him as he's dealing with something because he's not yeah. running well. And I, my my fear with him, and it takes to, not to compare Juju to Nikhil Harry, like, in terms <laughs> oh, of. Wow. But remember when they used oh, to man. use Nikhil Harry on, like, jet sweeps? Yeah, and, and you're like, here he comes. Chugga, 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 chugga. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what have you done to my staff? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, but so my, my only point with that is is that like can we just have the faster people right, right. run the jet sweeps? Like that's you know, you Kendrick got Bourne you got Kendrick, you got Bourne can run those. You got Pop Douglas, like you got guys that have burst and have speed. Like I think Juju is a is gonna be good for them because he's gonna do the dirty work. He blocks, he goes over the middle, he makes tough catches in traffic, he's got yeah. good hands, he's heady, like he knows where to go in between zones and things like that. But if you're asking him to like take the ball and run away from people yeah. like i don't think that that's really no. his game anymore and I, I should say like i it might be it might all work out like he might be pretty good like i just i just haven't seen it yet like and I, he's kind of seems like the kind of player especially agree. where physicality is an element of his game that we're going to get into games and i'll be like okay i get it he's a vet he's going to turn it on now and he's going to be productive but you know just based on what we've seen it was like man eh, just kind of left under how much of the success of the offense do you think is going to be up to mac Seeing things a at the lot. line of scrimmage, oh, uh, I think Evan the, ran through all 75% that. Seventy-five percent of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I think so. If, if he doesn't see it, he's gonna end up like Zappy in yeah. the last preseason game, yeah. where we're just like, they want. He's got to call his guys yeah. open. He's got to do oh, yeah. that. You they're know? gonna win by. They're gonna try to win at least by being a step ahead. Like, okay, you're right. gonna show us this look. We're gonna have two plays called in the huddle. If it's this look, we're gonna go with a run. If it's that look, we're gonna go with the pass, or it might be pass, pass, run, run. Like it, it and they're just gonna, they're gonna put it all on Mac to go yep. up there and make the plays. I yeah. think the thing though, just last point, we, we Evan and I kind of talked about it, is like the problem is with your offensive line is it's probably tempting to teams, especially like the Eagles, to be like, we're just gonna rush three because we think we can probably get there with three. Yeah. And good luck figuring I've it out. I've heard a lot of like, can you imagine the, the blitzing the Eagles gonna no. do? Blitz? No yeah. blitz. If I was the blitz, no. the Eagles, well, I so the Eagles uh, don't blitz. Yeah. So that's. But, but in especially itself, in but this matchup like, with, yeah. with your defense dropping line? seven yeah. every time and you know like all right then they, maybe Ramondre gets loose or Elliot gets going and then it's a problem but until they prove they can block multiple multiple you know I I, I wouldn't send blitzing at all all right uh Paul's foods here so we'll take we'll take a break we'll be right back isn't it time to get exactly what you want welcome to red hot deal days from Verizon where you get your pick of our best deals like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. All right, we are back to the show within a show. show, within a we're, show. we're gonna run Inception. with exactly. We're gonna run with that that title for a little. Um, we're still open to some names. What are the doll, the Russian stacking dolls, nesting dolls? Yeah, something like That's that. Like what we are. Yeah, it's exactly. Um, yeah, they are creepy. <laughs> so it's Matisse Bauman. I'm joined by Alex Francisco and Evan Lazar. Evan's working his way into every show. Working his way into every show. and Weaseling in. It's funny because you'll hear him live after the show within a show. (laughs) And before the show within the show. There you go. Um, All right. So once again, we're going to start with some trivia. Three questions. Get them correctly. 
and you email the answer to webradio at patriots.com, before the end of the show within a show, you win a Patriots Unfiltered t-shirt. An and official a real one, one. A real not a one. knockoff. We got, no we got some. Are there dupes? Yes, there, there are. are. Dupes. <laughs> there are dupes. All right, so let's get into it. I, I got some good ones today, guys. Okay. All right, question one. What New England Patriot earned Offensive Rookie of the Year honors in 1995? Don't answer that. I was a toddler. (laughs) (laughs) That's question one. Question two. In the 2008 opener, after Tom Brady got hurt, who did Matt Castle throw his only touchdown in the game to for that game? Who who caught the only Matt Castle touchdown that game? That's a good one. Yeah. And here's the fun one. This one one could raise some controversy. When was the first time Tom Brady stopped wearing the traditional Rydell helmet and first wore a Rydell speed helmet in an NFL game. Okay. Those are good. That one's in Evan, the Evan, do you know that one? I have a guess. Okay. Well, don't answer it. You can. You know what? You can discuss it when the show goes back live after the show <laughs> within the show. Only the chronically online fans will know that exactly. one. Exactly. Um, so, yes, answer. send the answers to webradioatpatriots.com before the end of this segment, and Fred will read your answers live on Unfiltered, and the winners will get a T-shirt. But let's get to what we're here for. Alex. Last week, we talked about NFL expansion teams that we or moves that we'd like to see in the coming years, and we did domestic. And I think the big talk was Salt Lake City and San Diego. But now we're talking international. So, Evan, welcome to the table. We'll start with you. Wow. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting into this. What are some NFL expansions teams you would like to see that are international? So I feel like this is supposed to be a little bit tongue-in-cheek, and I'm going to come at it with, like, real possibilities. So I don't know which one we're supposed to go with It's an open discussion. Uh, But I I think the two prime candidates are obviously, one, London, which that seems like that's going to happen within at least our lifetimes. It's not much, much sooner than that. And I got to give a shout-out to our friends in Frankfurt, Germany, right? I mean, like, that has to be an option, too. And uh, we would love to see that. We're we're ready to go. So let's just make it a regular thing. I think it'd be awesome. I also have London on my list. So Alex, I'll let you go next. I didn't have London. Really? Um, I had two others, Germany included. Germany just seems like the most no-brainer to me. I know we've been in London a long time, but back when NFL Europe was the thing, when it was all said and done, five of the six teams were all in Germany. Yep. I've seen the social media numbers. I've seen the marketing that we do there. It's clearly a proven market already. We haven't even played a game there. And, I mean, those people love football. Yeah. Very clear. Germany seems like a no-brainer. Europe's right there. Yep. All right. Rip it. Let's right do there. it. Um, mine. Right for this? I have London. I think Toronto needs a team. Oh, that is a good I think, one. I I personally think this Canada is represented in every other yep. major. Well, sports so league you you, other than you our, say other domestic than versus like I you don't even really think of Canada. No, mm-hmm. I, that's a good pull. Listen, the Bills used to play some games there. Yeah. I I think if the Bills didn't have Josh Allen in the past couple of years, they, they would already be there. There's no way they're building that new stadium in Buffalo, like unless the team was winning. Just I think Josh Allen saved them a move to the other side of I Niagara Falls. We were talking about before we started recording. You automatically got Drake there. That's going to be a crazy backup. Like I just think it'd be used from the six. Yeah, I think the Toronto OVO Owls. The Toronto Owls. There you go. So those that's are good. Though, though, that's my my go-to city. But here's here's a better question. Logistically, how would this work? All right, like I read an article today that said, do you just make a whole new division in Europe and just make four teams and just go, and then you got 
four teams already in Europe and you like can work the schedule easy. I just don't see how you could have like one team in London and then like how would it work with schedules and stuff like that. It just seems kind of difficult. And like how are you choose like you're so then you're forced to do really probably all European teams. I yep. don't know. I think leaving out Brazil Brazil's my second. Yep. That's another huge football market. Yeah. They love football. We have shout out to Patriots Brazil. Check them out. We got we a lot tweeted, of We tweeted when when Pele passed away. We tweeted something about Pele in Portuguese. I can't believe the numbers that social media posted and it's just like so she's got so the data. We, don't, we didn't have any data. Yeah. This is just I'm <laughs> correct, boys. I but but I'll, like we also have to give Mexico City a shout out, oh, right? I mean, sure. and Martin and and Patriots Espanol, right? So that's a another option. But in terms of the logistics, Canada is obviously the easy one. That yep. that's in every sport league other than uh, the NFL. So you can that's easy. London nowadays, I, I mean, what's that like a six-hour flight? Six hour it's flight. not terrible. It's basically Only the same the as going Coast, to California. Though. A California right. team is twelve traveling a little 10, longer. 10, yeah. 12. So I, I think that would be you would have to if you added that team, then clearly they would have to be in the either the AFC or NFC East, yep. and then you would have to somehow make their schedule just to the East Coast. I, yeah, and maybe it's a bye week for a t- if you're a West Coast team. It has to go out there. You get the bye week right after. Maybe that. It's just like, it's so crazy to think Thursday about. night football game, you're going to London to play. That's <laughs> Exactly. Just, and it, then you got to think about the players, too. Like, if you could stagger it and be like, all right, you're getting six away games in a row. Well, that's not fair. Like, you can't have a six-game homestand. So, it's just, there's got to be a way to do it, and I'm not sure what it is yet. But as Evan said, I wouldn't be surprised if in 10 years there's a team From in London. From a labor perspective, how do you even organize – I don't know if this is even a CBA thing, but just like – giving these guys like insurance to like if you're in another country where laws are completely different than here health insurance like there's so many random factors being taxed like how are you taxed yeah and then you got the game paid in in pounds (laughs) that too but if you're so if you play a game if you play for nfl london but you play a game in the u.s is your game check taxed in the u.s i think that that's how it would work because that's how it works your game check is taxed in the state that you played the game in. Yeah. Here, anyways. So I would think that that, there's, that there's, would be how it works. As I said, there's got to be a way to do it, and that is for people that make way more money than me to <laughs> figure out. But do you out. think it would have been done already if there was? I, like, if there was a viable way to this? I mean, well, if you, if you like, watch the Pat McAfee show or any other podcast with players who have done the game, like, they kind of hate it. It sucks. It's just a lot of traveling. Yeah, well, um, I, I just think that – it's more and more realistic to do it now because of how nice the team charters are yep. and how how just well taken care of teams are on the road. I feel like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, and you're, it may have been pretty significant. But now I feel like maybe they have the, the planes and the travel times are getting a little less and less all the time with the new technology. It, Maybe it's easier now. I don't know. Who knows? I, I think, once again, Canada would probably be the easiest. Yeah, I mean, sure. that, that could just be a team. You can just pop you, them into the AFC. Yeah, that you could make that work. But it just seems like Europe was where, where like, the next big thing is going to happen. We got the Germany games. That's where the money is. The money's sure. there. London's been a knockout every single time. So, I don't know. But Brazil, Brazil would be interesting. I think it's there. You know, people the, are passionate down there. Nah, I mean, could you could you imagine? Imagine the party. Like it would be the tailgates. Imagine Carnival <laughs> and the biggest like and the Super Bowl. Like the Super I don't know Bowl if that's together. even the right time of year. The but Super Bowl in Rio. <laughs> well, for them, it kind of 
if we ever played a game in Brazil, it, that's what it would be. I wouldn't be. Surprised. be I could see. I could see a game in Brazil soon. I think don't the the Dolphins have them as a home market. I think you're right. Like that. That would make sense. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So, let's let. Well, here's a better question. What Jogo do you think? Bonito. <laughs> what do you, the what other Jogo. What do you think would happen first? Uh, a U.S. team or an international team? Let's go back to last week. Like, do you in think, terms of expansion? Yeah, expansion. I would say U.S. or Canada. Yeah. Evan? Yeah, I'd say U.S. or Canada. It's just because of logistics. Right? I think yeah. that. So you mentioned San Diego. Salt Lake City is a good one. Didn't I, think of that. I, that'd be awesome. I, I was just going last there. week for places I selfishly wanted yeah, to visit. She, she, said, she like, said Montana. Jackson Hole. <laughs> that was no. an outlandish but one. Salt Lake City was more. What are the chances that th- that they put a team back in St. Louis? I mean, they're, they're so that's exa- what we talked about. St. Louis and San Diego just give them teams back. <laughs> right. Saint, I think give them back their possible. teams. St. Louis. XFL, they've been crushing it. They've had like sold out games for St. Louis. So yeah. One of my good friends there. was born in St. Louis. He's a diehard, he was a diehard Rams fan. He's like a poor lost soul now. Oh. <laughs> um, all right, guys, that brings an end to the show within a show. So I hope you liked the discussion once again. Hopefully, you guys uh, answered some of the trivia questions. Fred will read those out louder. You know, maybe Evan will, since you know, current Evan will be back on air. Um, once again, we hope you liked it. Game back to Patriots Unfiltered. Also, if you have any ideas or topics you want us to discuss, feel free to email those into the web box as well. But um, let's get back to Unfiltered. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And now, great moments in history. They will, there will not be vicious attacks on Bill O'Brien dropping uh, the ball. I, I disagree. I, I think he's if, under if, a lot if, of pressure. If, if this offense mm. looks but, this year the way it did last year, I think people will be here with pitchforks and, and torches. For who? For the for Bill Belichick, okay. for Bill O'Brien, nope. and for Mac Jones. We'll see. It's we'll be, see what they have for we- we'll see what they have for weapons. You got to divvy it up. It's it's tough out. Teflon Mac. If he if he if they had the same cast of characters back on offense, you got to get him, Jamar Chase. He, he keeps saying Teflon Mac, and I still hear on his shows, the people who call in are at least 50-50 on that subject. That Mac's not the guy. Wait a minute. I hear that all the Wait, time. Are you comparing like the calls? Yeah, the callers. Okay. The fans, <laughs> the people who spend the money to come to the game. But that's not a cross section of the people. The people who call those shows yeah. are almost entirely negative. Okay, well, Cause, who, cause who else have, are you talking to because, or hearing? You know? I'm talking about you the media. For, you I'm have forums the, in your living the room. The media people, hey, the gonna, people who co- cover the team. I'm going to have a round table in my living room. You can come. We're going to talk about Matt. Who else am I, are you listening to about this? I don't. I forget I, about the media. I'm this not is talking not, about this the This is not media. hard to understand. I'm not talking about the media. Like Tom Curran said you could trade Mac Jones over Robert Kraft's dead body two days ago. Right. Like, so he's accomplished so much you don't that think, we can't even broach the topic that if someone came to the Patriots looking to deal I, I, for Mac again, Jones, I we can't even listen to again, that? Again, I don't care what the media says. Okay, well, that's the only I'm body. talking about the paying public. Okay, well, you have no way of knowing what the paying public thinks. I do when they call in the shows. That is over-the-top negativity, Fred, on sports radio. Come on. I'm saying it's 50-50. It's It's, not over-the-top. It's over-the-top negativity for Uh, the most part. the, The hosts are. About five minutes later. 
I, I gotta be honest. I gotta find these Max Super fans. I don't. I don't haven't seen. I don't seen a lot of them. They're not allowed. Allowed. Group. Well, he th said everybody's no. a Max Super fan. Teflon Mac, he called him. No. Okay, I'm not talking about fans. I don't know why you keep bringing up fans. I'm talking about the people who cover the team. I know, but who cares? Can you name me one guy who covers the team that thinks that they should move on from Mac Jones? Uh, I, I, I'd have to look. I'd have to look at my notes. That's another great moment from all right, and I, and I found one. Yeah, who? Joe Murray. Joe Murray. Joe Murray liked liked Zappy. All right, we're uh, back. There was um, one. The show within the show gave away some things. Uh, there were trivia questions. Uh, people won. Uh, George Huffnagel won. Uh, what New England Patriot earned Offensive Rookie of the Year honors in 1995? The answer was Curtis Martin. George Huffnagel won. What did he win? What Tell him what he's won, Johnny. You won a brand new Patriots Unfiltered T-shirt. All right, and then. Um, Ben Bradley won a really? T-shirt uh, in the 2008 opener after Bill Tom Brady Brasky. got hurt. Who did Matt Castle throw his only touchdown to in that game? And the answer was Randy Moss, and Ben Bradley got that right. The third question, no one has uh, got the right answer to yet. Correct. There's been answers, but none have so been correct. So it's still open. Um, we'll take. I guess we'll take. Is Mike now rethinking we'll, his answer. No, no. I, uh, I, I let me give a slight clue. It was included in the top twelve Brady video that okay. Paul and I did. We'll take the. We'll take answers till the end of the show. Just email in at webradiopages.com. The question is, when was the first time Tom Brady wore the Rydell speed helmet in an NFL game? Looked weird. It was yeah. striking. You're like, why? This looks too big on him. What's going on? Because for years he. Oh, same. He was one of the last people to change helmets. Remember, he yeah. liked his helmet. This was only a brief, uh, a brief little foray into yeah. the alternative helmet universe for Tom. Um, I know in 2012, he in like Seattle, he wore kind of the more modern one a little bit, the one that he ended up wearing at the end. Yeah. But so anyway, uh, that we'll take those questions. So, no. Congratulations to George Huffnagel and Ben Bradley for winning T-shirts, uh, and that was the show within a show. And now we're back to the show that's out of the show. <laughs> the actual show. The actual show. The halftime show. Uh, also, thanks to VIP strippers for yes, buying lunch today. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. It's good caviar. Yeah. Yep. Delicious. Got yep. my handy leftovers for We later. had our Cristal. We had our caviar. <laughs> bought a table. Cavassier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but, man. but thank you. Um, a lot of emails coming in. A lot of emails. Let's but let's take the phone calls. Um, let's go to Josh in Dallas. He's been holding on. What's up, Josh? Hey, everyone. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just had a quick question and then just a little bit, a little statement uh, for you guys for your picks this year. But my question is, I just want to know if you guys had any uh, maybe potential surprise captains this year with McCourty retiring and that slot being open. I thought That's maybe uh, an unconventional one could be Zeke just being outspoken, having uh, had some experience with the Cowboys, as well as um, just a lot of offensive, younger offensive players and self-admitted, more quiet, composed guys. And so he could just be a big personality in the locker room in a good way. And then my statement about the, the picks this year is I know Freddie's always had the feel for the league, but I think with Paul's win last year, I think he might have earned the right this year to – to say that he's got the feel for the league. So at least to me, he's Paulie feel for the league for a low. Oh, so wow. Thanks, guys. You won okay. last year? You sure about that? Dominant. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, I, I've lost Do my feel. Dominant. Yeah, my, you know, I'm sort of, you know, kind of I do tied to the Patriots. So if they're not doing well, I'm not doing well. All right. You know what I mean? Oh, see, yeah. that's that's how I am too. Like, it's just like, I mean, it sounds stupid, but like, 
Like Having worked here for four seasons, some odd games, and he, <laughs> he loses the pick contest because of seventeen of right. them. Uh, been here four years, I think. When they win, it's no, so I don't much mean. I don't here. mean like how their record is. I mean like overall, like you know, the state of the team yeah. is a reflection on me. So yeah, I know. we're we're simpatico. That's why. Well, you're enjoying then the final phases of now. You're just getting like you don't know yet. You're kind of in the unknown. You don't know how you're going to be doing in a couple of weeks. But yeah. hey, let's go. Uh, I would just say to, in response to his captain question, Adrian Phillips seems like kind of the guy breaking down the huddle sometimes before the game. Um, I, I, I throw Peppers in there too. Two guys they feel like have been pretty vocal this summer. Hmm, a surprise. Yep. Speaking Peppers. of uh, predictions, uh, Tim, our friend from Duncan, up. Oh, if you hear these things in the yeah. background, they're Don't testing worry. the alarm. We're not system. in danger. Yeah, so just it's just a drill. Gotta, just I'll, a drill. I'll plow through that. Tim says yesterday afternoon. Mike Felger asked Paul, if everything goes well for the Patriots, what is the ceiling on wins? I believe Paul said it was either six or seven wins, Mm-mm. and very few are really picking anything higher. Wrong. Wrong. That's wrong. I didn't say six wins. I said seven or eight. You said seven or eight. There's a, there's a huge difference between six and eight. Okay. So if everything goes right, the ceiling is seven or eight? Yeah. I think about eight eight wins. I could see that. Wow. Yeah. So that's – like, if to me, if everything goes right – it's ten, that's the ceiling. Okay, okay. So we're two off, you know, and and I'm including there like there's a slight drop off for the Bills and Aaron Rodgers doesn't do well. For oh, the that's Jets. everything going right, right? right exactly. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I I would agree that involves everything going right. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. And so you, you're, I don't kill you for that. I think that's that's a rational. You're down ten, on the Patriots. Ten wins <laughs> is everything going right. I think that's a rational pick. Yeah, sure, sure. Everyone's glomming onto your seven, Paul. That's the problem. You mentioned you said the word. I seven. I said seven or eight yeah, is what I yeah. said. I never said six. No, um, but and I, I do think there's a difference because I think six is like bare minimum. So that's their floor so. as well. Five or six is the floor. Yeah, like I think you so got. If, the, if, if you have the Colts, if things don't go right, what's the floor? Five or six. Oh, really? See, I think it's less than that. If things don't go right, it could go. Whoop. No, because I think you have the Saints, the Colts. Um, the Commanders, uh, I, I look at these games as games that they, re- you know, you really shouldn't lose. You mentioned three, um, the Raiders, mm. Broncos. Mm. I don't put the Broncos mm. in that category. No. Yeah, I think this, the floor could be four. Okay, uh, Fred's down on the Patriots. See no. what I mean? Like, how, but, <laughs> but I, that's I, I'm, I'm being sar- right. I'm being sarcastic, but like, yeah. you but, make you, you sort of look at things and you look at things one way. You have four to ten. I have it more like six to eight. Like Mike might have seven it. Seven to nine. Okay, seven, seven to nine. nine. Okay, so like two nine. nine. Everybody's kind of in the same ballpark, don't you think? Yeah. If things go right, general. No, no, no in general. Oh like yeah, the, in general. The, the, the gap in general. Absolutely. I haven't heard anybody say more than ten. Uh, we do have a winner, so you can stop sending in emails for the last uh, trivia question. The winner is Kevin in Dublin. Dublin. Dublin, Ireland. I know back. Ireland. Back in the offseason, before Kevin. before camp started, before the offseason unfolded, there were some people talking about 12, 13 wins. But Who? I have not uh, – Tom, Tom Curran. I, but I, I have not heard – See, he includes the media <laughs> in these people. Okay, Fred, well, all due respect, I really don't care what Joe the Plumber has for a pick. See, I don't – like He died. Like, like I, people who watch the, the league, watch the team, and analyze what they've seen – like, you can dismiss their opinions, too, but their opinions are a little bit more valuable than just some random fan who just wants the team to win. 
And that's what he's picking. I look at the zeitgeist. Or some random. (laughs) I want to know what the zeitgeist is. Well, you don't know the zeitgeist from listening to (laughs) 98.5. You get a cross section. You don't get a cross section. It's not just radio. I look at social media. Yeah, that's even worse. Well, I mean, where else are you going to – If you're going to go – Where are these people that are worth listening to if it's not social media, it's not the radio? I, I mean, where media. do you go? Where do you – This is media. what I'm talking about. Analysts. Trusted people, analysts. People, He's so obsessed with the media. He's why so am I obsessed with it? I'm talking about having a prediction for a team. I know, but, like, you care That's so not much obsession. about what they say. I don't care about oh. it. I'm telling you, I care more about someone who's paid to give me an opinion on a sport than I do someone who watches it casually. Like I'm sorry, I don't really think that's that's controversial as a take. Yeah. Well, like I have my my neighbor who every day go, oh, so yeah, what uh, what do you, what, do you, what do you think this year? Yeah, they uh they got a chance for the Super Bowl. Like that's what I'm expecting from from fans. They watch, they hope. That's you know how we were talking about like when you go into training camp. I'm excited. I have hope. Well, you you know, should have hope. These betting, You're a fan. These exactly. Be- these betting spreads and these over-unders that come out either during the season or before the season, they get set by the, the betting houses. But then they are what, – and what they end up being is dictated by who? The betting public, the fans. It's not necessarily the, the case, but we'll continue yeah, to, not the to media. go down that. Not the media. You'll continue to go down that road. Uh, so, Brid- okay, so is, is Vegas down on the Patriots then? Yes. Okay. Uh, Bridgestone. As long is, as you're consistent. <laughs> Bridgestone is the official tire of the New England Patriots and proud partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find the location near you. Zeitgeist. Got some new rookie numbers, Paul. Do you want to announce them or should I? Should I tell? Yeah, you can go right ahead. <laughs> so Gonzalez switched to six. Uh, Beringer switch. Wait, wait, wait. Six. 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 That's not what I not heard zero. he was going to do. No, That's no. a terrible number. No, not zero. Yeah. Six. Six is a terrible That's number. That's why they traded Nick Folk. They want to get, get a number for him. Uh, Beringer 9 to 17. Ryland 38 to 37. And the big one, City So 61 to 62. Big switch there. Mm. You know, can't okay. go 61. Um, Got to go 62. You know, this. you can call me a fraud and you can. <laughs> You're a fraud. Shoot me right between the eyes. For even caring, but six, six, that's six a bad, Super Bowls. That's a bad number. Mm. Why is it bad? It's just, yeah. Give me one great player who was who was number six. I don't know. Okay, Hopkins. Did Hopkins were six? Hopkins who? DeAndre Hopkins. No, ten. Ten. What about in any sport? Any sixes six. that were good? Bill Russell. Oh, that's a big. Well, that's six. a big one. But yeah, yeah, but that's a different. But not sport. commonly a good number. It's not a good football number. Yeah. Not a good anything number. 16, though. That's You put a one in 16, front of it. It's yeah, okay. Joe Montana. Right? Yeah. 16 is good. Six. No. But uh, I heard. I, I, already, I don't know if I'm giving away any secret. But I, I heard he wanted this. zero. I wonder if they wouldn't let him. And I wonder if that's it's not yet flashy. been approved by the league. No, it, it has is. been approved. Oh, it has oh, been it approved. Is. Yeah. yeah. It's not, not approved by the I wonder if it hasn't been approved here. by uh, William Belichick. It's ah. too much. Too much. Uh, flashy. Let's, let's top three to top. number sixes are Bill Russell, mm-hmm. uh, Julius Irving, and LeBron James. Uh, those are pretty three pretty good sixes. None of which played football, <laughs> which is the only sport I'm talking about. Yet again, the one that I'm paid to cover, I have an opinion on. Okay, do top sixes in NFL. Uh, Todd's in North Carolina. Google What's it. up, Todd? Nick Folk. Well, my uh, my base for this year is probably two wins. I think if things go sideways, they're going to go sideways pretty hard, but I – I think that there's an 
a chance at 10 if they really get everything together and they, you know, yeah. the offense clicks and everything along those lines. That's my scene. And the other teams fall apart. Yeah. yeah. Extending from the, well, yeah, exactly, Paul. That's part of everything going right. Yeah, that's so why we, I agree with Fred. We need to kind of depend on that. Um, two quick questions. How is this offense going to work? Is it going to pass to run or run to pass type thing? That and then if this if this offense does go sideways, at the end of the year, who's going to be blamed? It's going to be Mac. No, nope. be Bill O'Brien. Maybe or is it going to be Bill, the GM slash coach? I think and Bill. That, yeah, that's, that's going to get think, the biggest piece I, of the blame. Thanks pie. for the call. I think Bill will get the biggest slice. Bill Belichick. Yes, I agree. No doubt. Then Bill O'Brien. Then Mac. No, then I think Mac. Yeah, I, I don't really. I know think there's a the, lot of pressure on Bill O'Brien. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I don't really know about the run pass thing. I just I just wonder what they feel more comfortable with no with the, with the offensive line defense, right now. Right. Like, how do they feel about the two separate? Like, how do we feel about our run game? How do we feel about our pass protection? What do you think the breakdown these guys will be, roughly percentage wise run pass sixty forty pass, pass? I would say in that neighborhood. I think they're. I mean, I think they're going to be forced to pass. They're going to be closer to fifty five forty five. I think probably they'd like it to. But I mean, I think based on how the game's yeah. going to so go, but I'm mean, include a lot of. Does that mean you pass to run or run to pass? I don't, like, I don't, I don't, know. I don't what, really know what that means. I, I don't think, really know how to answer. Yeah, that. like always, they'll have a lot of short, high percentage passes that will substitute for the running game. Yeah. They got to get the ball out quickly, and you know, I, I again, I, I, I sound like a, you know, a broken record here, but they got to get away from being easy to defend. I was and, trying to give you the eyes. I knew that was coming. You know, and I had eyeball emojis. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know how they're going to do that unless they stretch that field a little bit. Yeah. Because right now, let's just play near the line of scrimmage. Let's crowd that box and. Well, I, I mean, and, and and if they can beat us that way, then they're going to have to prove it. Yeah, and the yeah. other part of that is, I feel like, and it's going to be happening a lot starting a week from Sunday. It's going to be uh, first and ten from about the thirteen yard line, and I'm going to look at you guys and go. Here comes a fade to Devontae Parker because that's like their one play oh, that's the, like in the red alert, zone. Alert. You're talking about in the red yeah, zone? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean I just that that's like one like it's like that and like the little check downs to Ramondre and yes. the little hitches on the outside. Like those things were such a feature, uh, along with the the chuck it up to Devontae and hope he comes down with it. That I mean I just if I was playing NFL defense against the Patriots, that's the alert, alert, Parker, one on the outside, they're going to him up top. Uh, let's go to Anthony in Seattle. What's up, Anthony? 12 and 5. We're going to split with the Bills. We're going to sweep the Jets. We're going to shock the world and win the whole thing. All right. I haven't wavered. I called it. I'm sticking with it. The only time I put it on pause was when the Jack Jones news came out because I said, hey, you know, I had a vision. It looks like my vision ain't going to, you know, my defense is going to break down, but it looks like that defense is still fully intact, and I got a vision. And that's what it's going to be. Twelve and we five. On the same page. Ant- Anthony, if you're right, twelve and five, you can buy us lunch. All right. All right. And listen, I'll, t- I'll take my lumps. If I'm wrong, I'll call in. But the same. But All right, if um, you're wrong, you can buy us lunch. Yeah, there's no, yeah. the, there's the, no. The, the, the same thing apply. What I don't want to happen on this show, though, is once this train starts rolling, I don't want to hear anybody saying, "Well, nobody saw this coming." Okay. I Nobody except Anthony in Seattle. You got it. it. You got it. Anthony mark it down. Yeah, mark it. There's, mark there's no tape. need to take your lumps if it doesn't Thanks, end Anthony. up happening. Like I said, like this. That's what. That's a good fan. That's what fans are for. Yeah. Like that's what fans do. Like if you if you're a fan and you love the team and you can't go into the season with some optimism, yeah. Why are you doing it? To the I, media. I mean, Anthony should think that. Doesn't it? Doesn't it kind of frustrate you um, when you kind of have national guys chime in? 
about things that they know nothing about. Like you know, well, national like, like guys. Demario Douglas is going to be a breakout star. Yeah, yeah. And, or uh, Peter Schrager. Yeah. Well, and his earlier Schrager's earlier one he had this summer was. Um, Malik Cunningham has been the breakout star. You said Malik Cunningham a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, you know, sometimes he's like they just they get that, you know, and I think, you know, fans unfortunately get it. I, I certainly did when I was a fan. You get these little, you know, nuggets and you kind of run with it. And it suddenly becomes, all right, Malik Cunningham had a nice practice to he's lighting up practice. And you know, it's just I feel like the national people right. sometimes have so much to keep the track of. I, and, I and then do they agree. weigh in right. and it's like yeah, but not really, guy, you know. That's why it's like it, the minutia for the national guys for team to team. It's hard. I don't necessarily put as much stock in. But those ones get what attention, I do. you know. But like I think that the national guys understand which teams cuz they talk to people and they know which teams mm-hmm. are more talented than others and that kind of thing. Now, they might not know exactly why the Patriots are going to be better offensively from a personnel standpoint. But they they know that they're going to be better offensively because of what they're hearing and what they're they're talking about and what they're talking to people about. Now, what that translates to, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, how about let's go to Florida, Phillips in Florida. Philip, how are you doing? I, I did so you, you escape the, the hurricane? Phil. I said that I'm, was Phil. I'm, yeah, I'm doing terrific, and uh, the hurricane was on the other side of the uh, oh, state. Okay, good. Um, well, I want Mr. Perillo to know that I am a very enthusiastic, but I'm very enthusiastic about my pick. <laughs> Do you remember the years when, when they had Plunkett and no offensive line? Uh, no, that's way before my time. No, below Fred, me. you remember that. He does. He's, Jim he's, Plunkett? He's playing coy. <laughs> when Jim Plunkett was a Patriots quarterback, I was two. I don't remember you that. You were 22. Uh, well, <laughs> you might have been there, I was. Go take a look at the film because the poor guy never stood a chance. And I see the exact same thing happening this year. And I think they'll be lucky to win six games. Okay. Um, the the only, only thing, uh, let, Philip, let me just say one thing, like, on the yeah. on the positive side of that. I agree with what you've seen so far. That's what it looks like. I don't right. think that you need to worry that the offensive line that you've seen so far is going to be what they're going to go in go to the regular season with they're going to be cole strange michael when at the very minimum those two are going to be in, in that lineup and you're going to have a different tackle because whether it's calvin anderson or one of the new guys someone else is going to play that you haven't really seen play yet so i do think there's I a chance that it's a lot better in the regular season that it's been in the summer well i, I was thinking the same thing but i thought they got rid of strange no 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 no, no. no. They didn't get rid of him. Got a, a Chase and Hines, not Strange. Oh. Yeah. Well, that gives me a little more hope. I yeah, I don't think the offense – I mean, listen, the offensive line is by no means like a sure thing. Um, it's the biggest question mark on offense for sure. But it will be better than what you saw in the summer because the personnel is yeah. better and it will be healthier. Yeah. All right. I certainly no John Hanner or Leon Graves. No. Yeah. Who, no. Who, who, uh, now, those guys I did see play. Thanks for the call. Who did uh, the Patriots get – you know, for draft picks as a result of that trade to uh, the Raiders for Plunkett. Didn't they get Hannah as a result of that? Oh, jeez. No? Yeah. First of all, they traded Plunkett to San Francisco. Oh. they. I believe it I, was... And Raiders? yet you were two years old I be- during this? No, no, no. When Plunkett got traded? <laughs> now we're talking 76. That's oh. the first year that I can sort of remember watching okay. some games. Okay, okay. Um, I was eight, and I went to my first first game. It was a Monday night game that year. But when Plunkett was getting killed by the offensive line, that's like that's even before Fred's time. Yeah. 
Well, I'm, when they traded Plunkett, who, 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 who did the Patriots end up getting in the draft? I believe it was Mike Haynes. Right. <laughs> if you could throw me a media guide, I'll Evan's tell you. Like, but yeah, they, something they happened before 2001. I want to say Mike Haynes, Tim Fox, and Pete Brock. Yeah. Those but were, they, were three, right. they got three first-round right. picks. Right. And they were all good players for a long time on the team. Right. And I think they may have gotten Ike Forte, too, who didn't pan out as much. Fort, um all right, I so see two 1976 first-round draft picks, oh, 177 first-round pick, oh, Ray Claiborne, second-round pick, and quarterback Tom Owen. Okay, so do you know who they picked? No, you're right. It was Fox, what year was Brock, this? and Mike Haynes. I'm looking right. What what and year was this? 76. They traded 76 them. and 77 draft. All right, I got it. I got it. Yeah. All right. While you're uh, looking that up, so two seventy-six first right rounders. Two, I got it right here. Seventy-six first rounders, twelve and twenty-one. I'll, I'll get to who they picked. Um, after drafting future Hall of Fame cornerback Mike Haynes with their own pick, the team oh, selected okay. center Pete Brock and safety Tim Fox with San Francisco. Okay. So okay. I had so Haynes wasn't part of that. Wasn't part of this. So it was. And then in the, uh, the following year, they team selected Raymond Ray Claiborne. Claiborne with the 49ers first round. Okay. Pick. So it was Claiborne. Okay. Uh, Fox and, and Brock. And then I think they had a and second rounder. Horace Ivory. Horace Ivory. I had the wrong Jag running back. Yeah. Uh, the I one picked, final piece I picked of the Ike trade. Forte. Tom Owen. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was a backup quarterback. Spent four years as the backup. All right, Kyle from Pembroke writes in, I just want to say thank you for the amazing work you do. After listening to national shows like First Things First and Undisputed, make a mountain out of a molehill that was Belichick waving Zappy and Cunningham, I've gained even more respect for the hard work that you guys and the other local shows do in preparation to give us accurate reports and well-educated opinions. I guess a question to go along with this would be, besides the quarterbacks and running backs, were there any surprises in the final roster? I mean, I think we talked a little mere speed, a little bit of a surprise. But, no, I think they went pretty pretty bare bones. I mean, it's other than speed and, and maybe Sean Wade. How many misses did you have in your last one? I didn't do an updated well, one, but I, I think I had four misses. I had – Probably quite a few because I did mine before Pierre Strong was traded and okay. before the tackles came in. And, you know, like we're talking about before all the, you know, I see a lot of people out there like, I only had two misses. It's like, well, you did a it lot, on Monday after Pierre Strong. <laughs> It's like after they tra- after they made all these trades, you updated your roster projection. Like I could have done the it was same so thing. Fraudulent! I right. saw that. Yesterday. Yeah, and I was like, wait a second. Like, this how is could not- I have been better? Yeah. How could I know more? We're talking about the same person. <laughs> oh, I oh, shoot. I'm I on the outside it. of this yeah. one. No, you're not. You know exactly oh, who we're talking about. We'll, 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 we'll tell you off the air. Okay. We're trying not to pick, make fun of too many I mean, people. Anymore. There's still 31 minutes left in the show. There's a pretty good chance I'll say it. Well, I want to hear Fred's uh, Patri- uh, Brady thing. His, oh, uh, Brady well, we were at thing. practice. I don't know. Oh, yeah, oh, right. oh. oh my gosh. My goodness. Evan has returned from all right all right well uh the patriots uh had very similar attendance to yesterday uh so the absences were taekwon thornton riley reef Devonte parker and one new absence no james ferrets uh, yep. So practice squad, James Ferentz now, uh, but no James Ferentz. So those are your four guys that were in at practice, in stadium practice today, uh, out on the game field. And they were in uh, blue and white 
scrimmage jerseys. So probably a, a procedural practice. They weren't in pads, so it's not like they're going all out scrimmage style. So I would assume that they're doing, you know, sideline and like substitutions. And, and that's a, why they're in the stadium. And that's why they're in the uh, stadium. So that's, that's usually what we get the, the in-stadium yeah. practice. That, yeah, similar to the in-stadium practice. But, you know, if I was Bill, like probably between now and the Eagles game, we're going to get different kinds of weather. It might rain one day. There'll be wind one day. I would have uh, Rylan the in kickers. there every day kicking – for every change of weather that I could do. Just Why do I have the feeling that Fred is going to mock me so bad when, like, poor Chad Rylands goes out and misses a field goal? The ball also, just goes sideways. No, just, also, just like, he's to gonna, see the differences in the He's going to kill me. Fred. He's going to kill what, me. What? Fred, he doesn't yeah. need that. Well, I, I – You want to know why? Why? Because he's played football in places with really bad weather. No, yeah. no, no. It's but not like he went but to he school. Has, but it's but not like it's, it's how does the yes. how does this stadium affect the wind? Right. Well, I think okay. now Bill, that's, that's why it's not like the new oh, scoreboard in the rain. But how in this stadium with the new because sure, Bill well. knew like with the old stadium. Okay, when it's windy, I know this is what's going to happen. But this stadium, he doesn't know yet. Yeah, that's the, fair. The stadium, the new yes. Scoreboard is you can tell just standing on the field how much less windy it is because I, all of us have stood on the field for countless times and it's it's usually pretty windy regardless of if it's really that windy outside because it was the open horseshoe and the wind yeah. would funnel in uh, with that scoreboard there's not a whole lot of wind out there anymore yeah. Yeah, bill said there was a huge difference last year because yeah. that's when that scoreboard was up it, you yeah. know obviously it's just operational now but he said there was a, a big difference between years past and last year yeah i will say one thing i do like about him is that he's played in Michigan, and he's also played in Maryland. He's from Ohio Pennsylvania. State. Like he's yep. he's played in places where the weather is not great. It's not like he was a kicker at University yep. of Florida. Like he has actually played in places where yep. the weather well, is. But part of the home field advantage is knowing the yeah. tendencies of your yeah. stadium. Yeah. You know, knowing because Maryland for some reasons in the Big Ten, so they played. Yep. Right. Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, which yeah. I well, still don't, can't figure out. But Penn State. <laughs> and plus, <laughs> didn't he? He started at Eastern Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously, he had some bad weather games. What did you think of Gonzalez in six? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm a little upset exactly. about it. It would have been better than zero. It's no Bill Russell. I got. We I, look. Someone. Someone else can ask the question, but I do. I do wonder. Like a zero, just Shot not down. in circulation. Absolutely not. Yeah. Like yeah, that'd the, be my like, guess. Like nobody gets zero. No. Too flashy. Don't like it. Barely wanted to give Parker one. Just You're calling attention to yourself when you get zero. Yeah. Oh, God forbid. Right. The right. first round pick who might actually be good at football <laughs> draws attention to himself. Zero. By the way, the top ranked number six in the NFL, Jay Cutler. Oh, boy. That's there it, it is. There Thank you, you very much. And there, there it is. Well, it was, it was. It, I mean, it was a Nick Folk number six. So yeah, we, we talked he's, about that. He's ranking highly in the all time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so I just had said I, I, there's no one's ever been good. So PP and the Deuce did. Um, <laughs> Their top 12 uh, Tom Brady moments. Uh, We're getting ready for Tom Brady Day here. And so for the next 12 days, every day, we'll have a different type of Tom Brady content. Not the usual stuff. There'll be some other, you know, offbeat type of Brady content. But we'll introduce different things leading up to the game on September 10th. And so they did the top 12 moments, which I thought was great. Everybody loved it. People that saw it. It's doing very well. Yeah, it's doing really well. But... What sex appeal? If if we did it again, I'd do it a little differently. I I would really get granular with the moment, mm-hmm. like not the you know not a game, but it could be a moment within any game, one one or loss that you remember Brady for. You know, one of the first ones that came to mind was the Urlacher when he yep. he deked out 
you know, Erlocker. That yep. like that's a moment. Like I, I love that. Um, you had this one as a moment, but the Brady to Brown overtime in Miami. Yeah, that was a great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that that play was a moment for this me. One of my earliest football memories. Um, Sorry, <laughs> I I think Paul can uh, help me there. I don't know if this is one or 03, but in Buffalo, Horace Brady. Ivory. No, Brady. <laughs> Brady got actual absolute oh, yeah. whack. Got his helmet Spun knocked around. off. Hey, and Nate then Clements got up and, yeah. and gave the first down. Oh no! When the helmet got knocked off, yeah, he got. He did not get up and no, 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 no. Yeah, he made a first down gesture. After, no, he didn't. Not right. We gotta look. We gotta get the tape. Let's get the tape. Yeah, look at the tape. I mean, it wasn't immediate, but he. I got know up. the mo- I know the moment you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, he moment. got up and, yeah. and made the first down gesture. Yeah. The one he, on the like that was kind of Bledsoe-ish on the sideline that he it, got. It was up. in the field of play. It wasn't on the sideline. Uh, oh no, it was absolutely. And he knocked his helmet off, and you know. Maybe I'm thinking of a different play. You know, it could, yeah. you could be thinking of a different play. Maybe. Yeah. yeah it, so I, maybe we, we could both be right. This yeah. was this was like, you know, as as you look at it in the in the Bills press box, it was uh, going right to left, and was probably on the New England 30 year, yard line where he got hit. I can picture the hit. I just can't. I can't picture the immediate aftermath no. of it. <laughs> I do remember because Bills fans love to to circulate yeah. that for some reason. But, he, like he didn't yeah, kick their right, ass right. for twenty years, yeah. but yeah. Okay, I have I have video of it, but it doesn't go long enough. But I don't think that you're right. Okay. Anyway, um, Brady kneeling down on Richard Sherman trying right, to shake his hand. That was the one hand. I was getting ready to say, say yeah. Fred. I, that, that was a moment, right? We got it. We and like yeah. and after Sherman, it's talked, you know, so much. You mad, bro, and all that stuff. Yeah. And and you know, respected Sherman and, and the Legion of Boom. But like that moment where he reached down and Brady was sitting there with like thinking, like that yeah. was just the finally a sigh like, of relief. Yeah. Like we got number four. Yeah. No, he. I did. The Bills fans love to put that one yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. He he, uh, he may have been knocked a beep out. <laughs> I don't think he was doing first. Uh, you know, and most people, Brady with his hands over the head after the one Super Bowl. That was like a moment that everyone looking at his yeah. like sisters. I think was like shaking his um, head. Not really high on this <laughs> this uh, list. Uh, the post game. I have that one. Everybody on thinks we suck when he said that against the Chargers. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you had you know Some the Moss. I don't even remember the Moss. The uh, pass to Moss that broke two records in one. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, one. That's, you know, that's, that's, that was a moment. That one. That yeah. was I a thought great, you guys had that, that one. We did. Yeah. Uh, part of the game. Yeah, I mean, part we of the games, game. But right. There were definitely some of those moments. I'm sure you could go through all those games and find a moment that you. I, although I don't really know. What would you say for Atlanta for the Super Bowl Fifty One? A lot of people were like, "Hey, that should have been number one," which I which I respect. But I don't really. I don't know if I had a Brady moment. Yeah, I don't know if it was a Brady moment there. I mean, there was yeah. a bunch of them, but yeah. not the a Ed- single the one. Edelman catches almost an interception, so yeah. I don't really wouldn't give that to Brady. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. right. right, right. I looked at that, and obviously a lot of people disagree, yeah. but I looked at that much different. Like, to me, the Seattle Super Bowl oh, yeah. and the Kansas City AFC Championship, like those were the Patriots just taking it from the other team as opposed to the other team capitulating. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree. With but do you guys have any other like just moments that come to mind when you think Brady and? Well, I I mean I don't know if this I didn't watch the whole thing, full disclosure. But uh, Kembrel Tompkins in thirteen is still yeah. like that was like number eleven. I think there you go. <laughs> you didn't make it. Right. You didn't make it two in. That yeah, so. that one is to me like if you're talking about moments. <laughs> no, it, oh I watched the the teaser that we put out. Oh, I think that so do, do, we, do we do this? Like that's what I was going to ask. Cause, yeah, you know I haven't had a chance to forgive watch the one of the thing. people I that was part th- of it. But do we put like 
is it numbers? Is it going all at once? Aren't they going individual? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So like you, we haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah. I, I really, yeah, that in the call and then obviously the Red Sox winning that day too, like that Boston sports day was just like I, iconic. That was uh, Ortiz's grand uh, slam in game six. So that's like that, that whole day was just. David Ortiz. David this, Ortiz. This one might be more of a picture slash video moment but there's a shot of brady coming out of the tunnel in super bowl 42 to start the game and it, and it's just a shot that has always stuck with me of you know what they were on the verge to go up again you know not knowing what the outcome was going to be but i don't it's not really a moment but it was kind of the last moment of that team where they kind of came out full firepower here we go for the super bowl we know what happened but i don't know that that one for me too a little I bit always saw out a clip of brady i know i just did the sar uh, a, a clip of the <laughs> sorry um, the Kembrell Tompkins one, and I mean, I always like we were there. We all we all saw it. Like it was an unbelievable throw, but like just to see it from like again from like two or three different angles, yeah, it was ridiculous. Well, they asked Brady. There's a video the out there of asking ridiculous. Brady, but but Brady didn't even really. No. he said that was a blown coverage. He said that one was more about them screwing he, up. Than well, I will say, I think it was it. I think yeah. it was Jabari Greer. Yeah, um, for the Saints, he mistimed his jump. Yeah, the, like I I know what Brady's talking about, but. The throw was ridiculous. The, the LaFell one the to LaFell me. One every time perfect. I see the LaFell one, one I'm and just that's like, the one he counts, right? That's like, yeah, that, yeah. And that's the one like the defensive back. Like you don't even realize he caught the ball because it was perfect. just so perfectly paced. Perfect. Like the D backs, like he's got it. Like you didn't you know even that see kid, it come like, in. in in flag football when you when you coach your kid, and, and you don't have to give me this name, um, <laughs> but there's always that kid that like you throw, you, you could throw a hundred balls to him when you're practicing. He ain't gonna catch a one, but every once in a while you throw one and it hits him like. He didn't have to move his hand. Yeah, and it, it just stick, goes it right in the basket. Yeah, that's the yeah. the Brandon LaFell catch. Yep. Yep. you like, couldn't little, drop it. Little Johnny could have. Yeah, we'll do it for you. That. We'll like, put it right on you. We're gonna make this so you can't <laughs> drop it. Well, so Brandon LaFell, he had, Brady gives Brandon LaFell a lot of credit for the catch because I think it was it, not an easy. Yeah, but, he, but he put it because right his arm. There. I think his one of his hands yeah. arms was getting held by the defender. But I I just the Tompkins, well, Kembrell Tompkins one, just like who he did it with. Like he's just like driving down the field with like Austin Collie. And well, the other part, like, like they, people forget, like the clock. Like, how many times have you watched an NFL game and you see teams like they're going to give you chunks here? Yeah. And there, but you know what? We're going to get you around the twenty twenty-five. You're only going to have time for one or two plays. They never score, and that was what that was. Like there was like ten seconds left. Yeah. And they had to get it, and that was just an incredible that that throw. like moment because they hadn't won the fourth Super Bowl yet, so and they had a tough season like in 2013 with all the injuries and things like that, and like like Peyton Manning could never. Poor Patriots fans. Peyton, they hadn't Peyton won the Manning Super Bowl yet. could never. Like he could never <laughs> go down the field with Kemberl Tompkins and Austin Collie and Aaron okay. Dobson. I know that never. this. I know this was nope. intentional. I know this <laughs> nope. was intentional, but he actually did do it with Austin Collie. <laughs> yeah, when Austin Collie was decent. <laughs> not, before he was not, concussed. Before he was he did it with Austin Collie and Pete the Waiter, right? When, when we who all, Pete the Waiter is, when, right? When we always Pierre Garçon. When we joke, uh, you know, like they always say, oh, like Belichick will say, oh, like Johnny from Foxborough High. That was literally Johnny from Foxborough I, High. I agree. <laughs> I agree. That, that was Johnny from Foxborough High. Peyton Manning did that with Johnny from Foxborough no, High too. No, he had Reggie Wayne. Just not as on. He didn't too. do it. He didn't do it in the in the Super Bowl with Johnny from Foxborough. Like. Like Brady did. Uh, one more. Yeah. Oh nine Buffalo, first game back, missed all. Ben of Watson. Two thousand and eight. The Ben Watson, like just he that so little. So bad that, that night. But when so he had, right. But when he had to have it, 
like two, you know, and there was a terrible yeah. Bills carrying the kickoff return out and fumbling where he was. Leotis McKelvin. Yeah, Leotis yeah. McKelvin. What a name. Um, Fred just looks at me like, what is wrong? I know. But that was, but that was, that was a moment too. Uh, Pat New Hampshire says, I love the top 12 Brady moments uh, from Paul and Deuce. Hard to argue with the list. So but I wanted to share my favorite Brady moment. 2011 oh, yeah. AFC Championship game, fourth quarter, down by four points, fourth and goal from the six inch line. And Brady takes a snap, reaches the ball over the yeah. goal line as fast as a shortstop turning a double play. The Ravens had no chance to stop him, but Brady paid the price with a vicious hit from Ray Lewis that almost broke Brady in two. It ended up being the game winning touchdown capped off with an FU spike in the end zone. And a miss. Uh, I, I, remember, I, I remember that. I, I must do, have missed. did get hit. I do Ooh. remember that. Yep. Did he get I must hit? have misinterpreted what you were saying. So, no, they're all together. It's, a, it's like a 16, 17-minute oh. show. Oh, yeah. It's like That's a why I said oh, yeah, I hadn't like gotten through the whole thing. Yeah. And when I oh, saw it, I'm like, for that. We, okay. should have sh- we should have packaged it as a well, half-hour show. You know what I was thinking, it. Fred, is if we wanted to just, like, pad it a little bit, we could just do some highlights of some of the games that just missed and just put some voiceover so we don't really have to shoot new stuff. We could just be like, oh, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll, 06 San Diego. We'll we could add another like five minutes into it so you got or 22 maybe, for the I'll full show. Maybe I'll some interviews with people who were involved uh, or something yeah. like that, you know. Okay, 30 for 30. <laughs> yeah. somebody, no, exactly. uh, but somebody tweeted at me that they liked it and they were like, oh, we should do ones for Gronk and Edelman and I thought that. I'm like, no. and I'm like, I could picture the Gronk ones. So the Gronk ones would be fun. Like there's a lot of just like yeah. crazy oh, plays. Washington when he's carrying like six guys on his back. The Broncos Broncos. Yeah, the, the, oh, yeah, the even, the, uh, even the first I don't know if it was the first preseason game, but against the Rams here and he like dragged three guys into the end zone as a yep. rookie and you're like this guy right, gonna right be underneath us. Yeah. The end zone right underneath the press must have known. Uh, let's see, Anthony says the uh, the exact moment when Butler intercepted the pass in the Super Bowl and Brady went crazy oh, with yeah. Josh. That with, was my and Aaron Salkin. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say and Stacy and Aaron Salkin. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Gervati. And despite his best efforts, Jimmy Garoppolo could not get involved in the celebration. Uh, Brady was like, yeah, go over there. Uh, Stevie says, when Brady raises the trophy and yells, we're bringing this sucker home from the Atlanta Super Bowl. I don't remember that. I, I, the, the, I, the I mean, Bra- in fairness, I don't remember half of these. Him on, with his hands on his head, I, I have that on a on a poster. Shaking his head. Yeah, like, that, you believe that one is, is awesome. Because I do think he said he was looking at his, his sisters at that point. So I think that, that like, saying, like, when the statue happens, that's in the running, I think, for what the what that well, statue that's another is actually going to be. segment is like, if and when there's a Brady statue, what should be the pose? Well, I just think him that classic pose, standing in the pocket, throwing. The, yeah, that's beautiful. Getting ready to throw a pass. I yes. always, I always well, really not, like, <laughs> like, like, like the not guy, like a 1950s Daryl Lamarnica. Wait, like the one on the back of the door? That yeah. one. Uh, I always really liked, um, and this would be if you did if you did them together. But there's a really good shot right after that San Diego win in '06 of Tom and Bill like kind of giving each other the handshake with this like little grin on them. I like, you know, that that w- that would make the list for me if you were considering maybe doing both of them at the same time. That was always a good shot. That's a game that, that you know how the Kansas City game is thought thought of. Yeah. You know, like that game should be thought in that kind of a light, but it's not because they didn't win at all. Yeah. I, well, I brought it up on the show when we did it. I mean, I, you know, I've talked many times about being at that game and it was one of the coolest, you know, experiences of my life. But you know, when you really look back it was, it was that in Kansas city, but the only, are those the only two road playoff upset wins that they had? And cause otherwise they were pretty much playing at home. Yeah, right. They lo- well, they lost all their other t- playoff yeah. games on the road. Right. Yeah. 
Those are the only two can't, wins that yeah. they can't think, I can't think of. Oh, they, I mean, lost to Denver. Lost what, to Denver three times. Yeah, the the Champ Bailey lost to Denver was yeah. my first my first Patriot heartbreak. That was tough. That's the that's the one yeah. that they got just me didn't have it that night. I think they yeah. were just out of gas. Yeah. Like the third year in a row trying to go deep in the playoffs. I just they didn't have it that night. They were close though. They were no, close. like because they yeah. were champions. Yeah. Like, like to beat them. That was also even a, without uh, that their was best. A, that was a touchback, and I'll stand by that. But even if it was, like it doesn't really. Like, don't put context. It was a touchback. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I've never seen a replay that shows it definitively, but I know Patriots fans will go to their their graves thinking Absolutely. that. Well, they're right. You know, and maybe we can have a bake sale and we can put some cameras <laughs> on the the goal line. Oh. That's what Bill. That's that that elicited the uh, the first. Well, time now that with he, next gen, the first time that he's used that the line. Dots. Like, look dots. at the dots. The, look at the that, ball. That dot is out of bounds. Eight five five Pats five hundred. Sean's in Connecticut. What's up, Sean? Sean. Sean. Sean is gone. Uh, Christian in L.A. What's up, Christian? Hey, you guys. How you doing today? Hey, Christian. Okay, so um, my choice for the Brady statue would be the face he makes just after he says, let's go. You know, that kind of Brady yell that uh, that he does. Um, My favorite Brady game would be the Brady's back game against the Saints when he wins with the the last second throw into the corner of the end zone yeah and then i have two actual questions and could you guys please answer both questions you always answer one question Ah. anyway um what do you guys think the odds are that once coach belichick steps down that assuming that we do well this year and beyond that bill o'brien inherits the team or is it more likely that josh somehow finds his way back into the fold and inherits the, the, the team that's question one Less likely that Josh. And what about Mayo? Yeah, what about Mayo? Gerard Mayo. Well, I like Mayo. No, no, you don't. Yeah. Oh, wait, you do. Yeah, yeah Gerard Mayo. You always do. I, I haven't factored yeah. him in. I don't. Know yeah, I don't think Josh is much. Of yeah, a I don't think Josh either. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think he has a chance to come after all those? Years I didn't say he didn't have a chance. I don't. I, I would put his chances behind those other two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then football question: Assuming both Keyshawn Butte and Mario Douglas do exceedingly well, and the other receivers hold their own. Um, do we have to cut someone to bring Tyquan Thornton back, or is that the purpose of him starting the year on the injured reserve list? You don't. You have 11 offensive linemen. My guess is uh, at least by that, two by week of those five. Will, will go probably by week two. Yeah. At least two of those guys will be gone. Um, That's may- what it is. Maybe even three. Yeah, Thornton's out four weeks, right? He's out four weeks. Yeah. By that time that Thornton's ready to come back, the offensive yeah. line's going to be back to a normal number. Or other people who have gotten hurt yeah. and right. gone injured. I don't so think it'll spots be Russell. Open up playing playing time though might be might be an interesting debate. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How those guys like, do? Who does he replace in the in the game flow? Well, like if they come playing, back and if, not be not be active for a while right, on if, game day, if they if they're really good, if if your scenario unfolds, then they may just leave them on IR. Right. We're talking yeah, about Taekwon. Do that yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Like what if what if I mean, it's a hypothetical. Thank you, Christian. Don't roll your eyes. No, no, you no, no, even no, ask no, the question no, no, no. I'm just trying. What to if <laughs> what if Demario Douglas and and uh, to a lesser extent Kayshawn Booty, you know, proved to be really productive fourth options. You know, fourth and fifth options. You know. 
I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Thornton just gets activated when he's right when he's ready. But if you you don't really have much going, maybe Douglas yeah. has contributed a little bit, but Booty hasn't, and it, you know it's you a little bit slow from Parker. Maybe you could or, cut you one know. of them and put them on the practice squad at that point. You know, if if that's where you want to go, or you could just have them be inactive on game day. I, like I said, I think the offensive line is where there's. Yeah. Too many bodies. I mean, I'm not overly optimistic that this will be the case, but I could say along these lines, like it could be kind of hard for Taekwon to crack the lineup mm-hmm. when he gets back and healthy if things were to go particularly well with, with some of these young guys. Yeah. So I'll ask you this question because you killed my buzz on Tuesday about Sorry. Mapu. Sorry. Are you prepared to kill my buzz on Douglas too? No. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think he's going to be a huge no. I don't no. think he'll be a huge part of the offense. I think he's going to be. You are on Malpo with Douglas. I, well, I, I mean, I'll just my, – my Douglas thing is I think he's the, you know, he's the third and long slot receiver. Like, you know, he'll he'll get, you know, with like Danny Amendola towards the end. Like that, you know, not a big role, but he'll come out and, you know, when we need somebody quick and inside, we'll we'll swap Juju for him. Maybe maybe more, but I, I don't have that high hopes, but I just still think he's unique and he – he provides more of a, a, a unique presence than Thornton does. Yeah. You know, like Thornton, it's uh, like he just, but he's already like I. He can get open. I love Demario Douglas. Like I, lo- like I think he can get open. I think he's going to be exactly what Deuce just described. But he's already hurt, and like yeah. he's tall, he's small, like yeah. and yeah. he's already hurt. It's the same thing that we're dealing with Taekwon. Like it's, it's in a weird way. I feel like if the wide receivers all do well with Taekwon not playing, I could see him like potentially being traded next year and just being like, oh yeah. I mean, I, I think traded or Bye. cut is definitely a possibility yeah. going into year three. But uh, I, I think the only way that Taekwon gets on the field is if they really feel like, all right, him running down the field and maybe taking the safety with him, that is going to open up this, this, and this. And, like, we don't really have that uh, out there right now. And if they feel like that's a problem is that they're so condensed and they do need somebody that can get down the field, then maybe maybe he has a role doing that. But I, I with the coaching thing, I – well, what are the odds? Like, you know, we always throw out Bill O'Brien, Gerard Mayo, Josh. Like, I think the odds are that it's none of those. What are, that would be my best so, odds is someone we don't know. So the I, I, the thing that I've like sort of felt always is like, I think Mr. Kraft's going to want to make a, a splash higher. I don't think that he's going to want to just like take Gerard Mayo and make him the head coach. Because if you lose Bill Belichick, whether it's to retirement or or you know you know because they part ways or whatever, like you can't just. Yeah, hand it over to like some you know the next guy in line or anything. I I wonder if there's like somebody out there that's like a big splash. Like a Sean Payton prior yeah. to this year, yeah. Like higher. you know, I mean, look at his two head coaches. If it, yeah, as the owner, it's Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick. Like you don't get much bigger. I mean, I know Pete was in there too, I was but say, like, don't forget about yeah. Pete. But, but was Bill that but big I mean, at that time. In fairness, that's that is three Hall of Fame coaches, right? Like you're not now, talking he, about. He didn't three. hire Parcells, and Pete Carroll wasn't hired as a big splash hire. No. You know, really, Belichick wasn't either. But that's kind of I'm with. The, I think the field is what what I would pick. I just wonder odds. if it's like a big college well, coach comes okay. free or. So or while we're talking else. about this, do you think that the next coach has the keys to the kingdom? You know, is he given full control? It depends. Ugh. I think they yeah, need to hire a GM and a head coach. Well, like it depends on who. Separate. Depends on who you hire. If right. you're hiring separate. Gerard Mayo. Then I have to have a GM. Yeah, yeah it would be macro or someone like that. You know, but if I'm hiring someone but outside what do you think, the organization, what do you think Robert Kraft would would prefer? A high, you know, a big name coach who will a great want one stop shop. Will I think all the control or somebody who you know maybe not proven yet but has a lot of potential, really smart, 
and you give them a GM. I think the pre my preference would be to have a one-stop shop. They have one guy who could do it both. Ideally, because it's just it's less communication. It's easier to get on the same page with with someone when they're managing both the personnel and the coaching, and you know they're picking the players that they want to coach. And but you got to give it to know. someone but who it's hard. Can I mean, no, that. yeah, no, and, and it's and it's a big but leap. I also feel yeah. like you run into an issue when you have someone doing both because then they're so stubborn and you end up in a situation where like this person is not evolving and like. Well, they're too, too married the to the going. picks because yes. they're their picks. Yeah. And they're too yeah. married to doing things their own yeah. way. And like, I could imagine something like that happening. I don't know. I just think it takes a really good relationship to split the atom as yeah. the head coach and the GM. Like, there's not a ton of teams that I can think of. Like, I, I guess, like, you know, Pittsburgh with Tomlin and Colbert for years. Like, that was a really good pairing. You know, the Chiefs now have Reed and, and Veach, and that, that's worked out. Well, Carol and Schneider. Yeah, Carol and Schneider is a good one too. Although they've like cooled off recently, right. but, but yeah, while they were good. Yeah, yeah. I, that that's a good one too. But I, I think you know you really have to have like to Mike's point, two guys that have the same vision. Well, just, and the second that those visions counteract each other, then the whole thing as falls long apart. as the coach has final say, like real final say, then I think it could work. I just think Vrabel and, and, and John Robinson kind of an interesting, you know, like two guys who yeah. came through a full system. You'd think they were on the same page, and then right. Robinson's and, out. And these guys all have, like, alpha egos. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it it's hard. You know, it's when things are going right, everything's great. But the minute things don't go right, fingers start to be pointed. It's a good question. Yeah. I uh, also what, just, what you know, like, I, I don't want a defensive coach again. I don't either. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Screw you guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, James Pettigrew, the most interesting Patriots fan in the world, says, can we have a button on the Brady statue that when you press it, a tape recorder with Fred's impression of your honor speech comes on? <laughs> yeah, I think that would be a, a nice touch. <laughs> Who's honor? Yeah, we honor. do the whole thing. Like, you you asking who's honor and me saying who's honor. honor and Respect. then you saying who's honor. Your right. honor. <laughs> Your family's honor. Why have I never heard the that? The whole thing. Oh, have you heard the real one? No. It's, it sounds just like that. Well, yeah, that's a <laughs> perfect. Really. It's a perfect it's a impersonation. It's a caricature. <laughs> it is it. not. Your family is honored. <laughs> it is not. Well, Brady's voice tends to go yeah. up. It's not. It's, it, it's kind of like nobody's uh, voice is. Go back to that Buffalo yeah. game. The yoke when he came back off the torn ACL. It was yeah. like straight his hands. Oh, that was funny. That, that interaction. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Nobody's right, voice is worse than Patrick Mahomes. Like every time he's talking, I have to turn the TV off. You mean Kermit the Frog? He sounds like Kermit. He does. Yeah, I just. I, I, I watched a little of that quarterback show. It made me like Patrick Mahomes a lot more. I, I still don't really care for his lady, but she was all right on the show. Like I, I don't know. It just. I feel it like shows she, them as people, and you're, you're like. I feel oh, like she people. got talked to. That's you nice. do have your random hatreds. I that, that really. Well, she's okay. not that random. She, no, 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 not not. Oh, she earned it. She earned it. But <laughs> I do think I someone talked her. to her. I do think someone talked oh, to her. Oh, he did. Someone did. Talked to her because she toned down a ton and his brother. Yeah, his brothers. I don't know if she. So she toned down, but. In Kansas City, she's in the box now, and, oh, and the so she, box? yeah, so she doesn't. She's not out with the no, with those, the fans. Those, so are the ones I don't like. Like. those are the ones I don't like. Those so are the ones I, I, I don't think like. that she's. They put her there because there's less cell phone videos now of her mm. losing her, her marble. Well, I, yeah, I've workshopped this up upstairs, but oh, I, I it. it, it it clarified for me that she was the older girl that he was kind of pining for in high school and then that he like you know was able to land her and so that's why i think like you always kind of hold that like first girl in high school you had a crush on on kind of a pedestal you know there's never nope, ever going to be another girl like that it was for me but i don't know i think that's why it explains it a little bit be, to Mike? me oh, she, you know, i can't say it on the air uh. <laughs> Yeah. She was a hockey cheerleader, and let's sure. just say I spent a my freshman year. Cheerleaders, cheerleaders, cheerleaders have, have hockey. Not listening. 
Hockey cheerleaders? Yeah, they just do a lot of stomping. It's not really oh, yeah. so what much of the aerobatic acrobatics. It's <laughs> a lot of just stomping on the on the stands and clapping. We, we made them all nervous. Now. Interesting. <laughs> okay. They should come out on skates with the pom poms. Uh, I miss you, Jen no. Silberto. No. Oh. <laughs> Jen, Jen, who? Can we run that back? No, but I, no, it's, it, uh, no, her name was Jen. Um, but I didn't. You know, when you're stupid, like in like eighth, ninth grade, and and I remember like thinking like. Maybe I should drop a note in her locker. <laughs> I never did. But you know when you're a kid, you're trying to like, you know, you got your That's first awesome. crutch and you're like, That's so awesome. I like her. <laughs> but I used to just so sit. Awesome. When I was a freshman on the hockey team, I didn't play. Jen Vitale for me. So we have, we have something in common. It's you Jen. sit in the back row. You know, I'm not playing. I mean, I might go in at the end of the game if there's, if there's cleanup time. And I just sit there and watch the, you know, go, go, get them, get them. Go, go, get them, get them. You know, watch all their little cheers. I had them all down. <laughs> what is be that? Be aggressive. Be e aggressive. Come I, on, you know them, right? B-E-A-G-G-R-E-S-S-I-V-E. Aggressive is what we want to be aggressive. Wow. You should have been I, wow. more aggressive with Jen. Apparently. I wasn't aggressive. I didn't drop the yeah. note in her I, I had no idea how much my app is. <laughs> what did you say? Are what you, you seeing a therapist? I want to see if he's seeing, seeing a therapist. No, I've worked through all like this, Fred. I'm beyond this. He, I'm beyond all this. I told you. Workshop it all up. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, no Jens for me. <laughs> my uh, my absence up there is, has been felt. I'll tell you. <laughs> but you did come upstairs yesterday. I forget what it was. Just to celebrate with you. Seriously, for no other reason know, oh, yeah. than to, to for the, to something good had happened for the three of us to sort of crow about. Oh, oh, there's a surprise. You were able to cut guys and not have them get picked yeah, up. Yeah, like twenty two. Was it twenty two yeah, people? Like yeah. less than three percent. As soon as that happened, claimed on waivers. There, there's Paul just coming oh, yeah. in to. And then Nico to, like dapped him up, like yeah. Nico oh, was yeah, giving that was very, that was very odd. I don't know what the hell's going on up there now that I think of it. All right, uh, what's going on with Catch Twenty Two today? We're doing it at three thirty after yeah. locker room. Three thirty, so right here on your post-it uh, note. So <laughs> I know, I know. I, I just I'd like to get interaction going. Uh, so three thirty uh, for Catch Twenty Two. Uh, as far as this show, we're going to say goodbye until next week. But before I do, and just so week. you know, next week, Wednesday, Wednesday full regular Wednesday. season mode, yeah. right? We're back All video, too. All video. All video. Uh, we got to hurry. We got picks. But next let's Thursday. talk stats. Bob's Discount Furniture has sofas that convert to sleepers when you're feeling sacked, mattresses that put you to sleep as soon as you touch down, and thousands of highly rated styles that keep the home team happy. Shop at Bob's, the official furniture store of the New England Patriots. All right. We'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original.